All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. I know that, Mr. Man. They also call them cereals. I'm not stupid, you know. The story is ludicrous. You can imagine where it goes from here. Victor's the cable. I don't suppose they uh, told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970. I heard a man named Charles Grady is the winter caretaker. From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family with an axe. Well can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. <laughs> that's right. Mom, they really want to go and live in that hotel for the winter. Sure I do. It'll be lots of fun. The only thing that can get a bit trying up here during the winter is uh, the tremendous sense of isolation. Is there something bad here? I fear you will have to deal with this matter in the harshest possible way. I do I killed you with Danny. You did this to me. Didn't you? I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. is After Dark. It is Black Dog Video that makes this, logically, the Black Dog mm-hmm. Video After Dark podcast. Every couple of weeks we get together and we uh, look back at an old-timey film, or an older-timey <laughs> film, or a not-so-older-timey film. film. Whatever. It's it's older than you. A podcast that is <laughs> movie older, that is older than older you. Older than me? Well, no, the listener. Oh. Yeah. How do you know how old our listeners are? Ugh, I know. <laughs> They're the same customers that come into the shop, man. They're all children. Yes, infants. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we, we listen to. Uh, sorry, we we watch. Fuck. Well, we listen to it as well. Well, this riot, this riot is really it. going to my head. <laughs> we watch an older movie and then we ask ourselves the all important question: Does it hold up? Tonight we are uh, tackling the uh, seminal Stephen King slash Stanley Kubrick classic. Um, how how you feel about these two artists yeah. uh, depends on where you would place them rank wise. Uh, the Shining. Um, one thing I've noticed about our podcast, by the way, guys, is uh, we very rarely actually announce what the movie is until like twenty minutes 20 into minutes the podcast. In. So yeah, we're breaking our own rules here. So right? so tonight we're, we're we're telling you right now it's the the original The Shining, not the uh, the TV movie starring Stephen Weber. I never watched that. I, am I the only person who actually watched it? Uh, I'd be honest, I forgot that it even existed until of, I was doing some research today. Of the three of us, I think you're the first person, or the only person that's watched yeah, it. Yeah, probably not in the whole world, though. <clears throat> I think if you asked the citizens of Vancouver, maybe 15 people hmm. actually saw it. And, not, I, and, I, the, and I watched it out of spite. Was it <laughs> filmed here? Was it one of those ones that was no. filmed here? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Boy, this is this intro has just gone all over the uh, like sorry. completely off the fucking rails. Yeah, it's all that, your fault. That didn't take long. Um, we're talking about The Shining tonight, 1980. Well, you know, The Shining. Come on, The, the Shining. Shining. Everyone's heard. You of know, The Shining. The Shining. Yeah. My name is Dylan Reimer. I'm a, a local comedian, an actor, and uh, and sometimes podcaster. And uh, joining me, as usual, to my right sits. I'm uh, Darren Gay. I used to own Black Dog Video on Cammy Street and Commercial Drive. No longer do. I just basically just sit 
the park and feed the birds now. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, to my right is a special guest star. A, re- a returning guest returning, star. Re- returning special guest star. Yes. Hi, my name is Duncan Shields. <laughs> hey, Duncan I, Shields. Uh, I didn't know if I was supposed to sit into Very, you, very happy to be here. Uh, I was, yeah, I guested when we did, what was the last? The Stepfather. The Stepfather, the stepfather yeah. a wonderful, wonderful film. Yeah, that was and awesome. Very happy and, to And you know what amazed me most about that was uh, usually when we have guests, it's like some cherished <clears throat> movie they watched and seen several times and they're just dying to get, get on a podcast mic and tell the whole world about it. You just pick something you'd never seen before. You'd never seen The Stepfather. Uh, no, I hadn't. Yeah, uh, but I didn't pick it. Oh, you didn't pick it. We, didn't we, you? we forced you to watch that, didn't we? Yeah, you said, "Hey, do you want to come be on a podcast? We're doing the Stepfather." Oh, and God. I said, "Well, I'll watch it. Sure." <laughs> it All was right. a couple of years ago. So. I'm telling you, I, I swear to God, Duncan picked it. You know, I might have. My memory's awful. Maybe I did. Okay, <clears throat> but I'm glad did. I saw it, yes. and it was. It was oh a yeah, wonderful it film. doesn't matter who it, picked it. We did it. We watched it. We did the podcast. It's one of our better great. podcasts. Oh. Yeah. Some people even listen to it. I know it's amazing. It's yeah. one of the better movies of of that crop of so called slashers, yeah. I guess, it's or whatever. One of those under the radar kind of yeah. uh, things that not a lot of people have seen, but once they do, like yourself, that was great. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not yeah. so bad. Not so. bad. And Duncan, no. you yourself are on. Uh, you've, you've, do you have a podcast? I've done some podcasts. I've done uh, there's something called the Movie by Minute. Uh, milieu of podcasts where people take their favorite movies and they do an entire 45 minute episode about each minute of the movie so they end up being like you know whatever 45 hours long or whatever i find that insane it is insane fascinating it is fascinating so if you really like a movie it's a great way to do a deep dive if you go to moviesbyminutes.com uh you'll see you know i think there's like over 200 movies there that if there's this really great community of people that have done it started by the star wars minute guys mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. just recently finished doing all of the star wars yeah movies. They, really they, they were doing uh, rise of skywalker and i just i i love those guys but i can't How? i hated that movie so yeah, much so and one of them loves it and says it's like the fourth <laughs> best Star Wars movie and that's where you kind of lost me guys but yeah. other, other than that they're, they're terrific yeah but, but people do I did uh, I did uh, 1982's Tron I did that one mm. uh, solo with a bunch of guests which was good and mm-hmm. we're still in the process of doing the Time Bandits Minute with uh, a wonderful so so how long like, does it take like a, a year or two to do these yeah yeah yeah. that's, that's mind boggling to me it's, it's commitment so like when you do you have to go back and watch I assume you go back and watch whatever Whatever part you're doing, yeah. for each podcast, yeah, yeah, that's I like, yeah, that's nuts to me. But I like, I like the sounds of it. What's, what's even more nuts is there are there is a, a sub uh, genre of uh, podcasts where somebody will watch the same movie a thousand times r- repeatedly. So they'll have someone on the podcast to talk about this movie, but they will actually like sit and watch it together. Or have you heard of this where it's like somebody will watch the same movie once a week for like. A year. That sounds like a, like a like a punishment. It's never sorts. a good movie. No. I wanted to start um, a branch off from the Black Dog Video podcast. That's what we're called, right? Something like that. Yeah. And I, I want to call it the uh, Must Love Must Love Dogs podcast. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I just watched Must Love Dogs oh. with until a different you, un, guest until you like it. it, like watch it until like exposure <laughs> therapy, like yeah, forcing, like, like with come with, to the, love you it. You know, a Clockwork Orange, right? Like just the Ludovico yeah, technique. That has but, the opposite effect, though. That makes you, <laughs> yeah. uh, you or must hate Must Love you Dogs. You start twitching every time you hear the theme song. You start <laughs> yeah. twitching. Yeah. Does or, anyone know or, anything about Must Love Dogs? Is it John Cusack? Is that? Yeah, and but I know the tagline for the movie was the hardest part is making them stay. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a romantic comedy, but if the title's called Must Love Dogs, 
and uh-huh. the hardest part is making them stay. <laughs> there's a there's an implication there that seems like very uh, very bestiality driven. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, even even if it's even if it's like relationship. Uh, Sort of like in, in that context, that's not a good uh, message <laughs> that's either. Not a good message either. <laughs> well, no. no, I was just thinking and uh, making them sit he's, through the he's entire movie. He's almost got one foot out the door, but I keep bringing him back. It's <laughs> yeah. so sit romantic for ninety minutes, tied up, tied up in the basement. <laughs> oh, oh, you're thinking like it's the like, audience. The hardest part is like making the audience stay, not the walk theater. out. Yeah. So anyway. you know, you know, it's a good idea. Let's talk about The Shining. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. I do want to mention there was one guy who watched Groundhog Day every day for about two years. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. And he did a he did a podcast about two it. years. Yeah. He but did one year whole, would have done it. I think. Well, so that's like it's, it's it's like almost like over 700 viewings. Yeah. Of and he kept finding more levels and finding more levels and finding more levels. And he went to Punxsutawney for uh, for the for the Groundhog Day celebration one year as a, a crowning achievement of that wow. podcast. It's really good. Wow. That's. It. That's a, that, that's insane to me. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. The Shining. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> See now. Ah, fuck it. Let's just talk about this shit. I'm just thinking about Groundhog 1980, Day. 1980. 1980. 1980 was the shining. Directed by some guy called uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, the, the, the cubes they call him. Yeah, the cubes. Uh, based, of course, based on the uh, the classic novel by mm-hmm. uh, Stephen King, Ed is mm-hmm. cokiest, I, <laughs> yeah. think. I think. Now, he, hands he was, up. He was more alcoholic uh, at that point. Than, oh, okay. Than oh yeah. Cokie's uh, like mid 80s. Okay, so like, yeah. so, like Dead's. Like Dead Zone? Uh, maximum Overdrive. Oh, it's yeah. definitely yeah, Maximum yeah. Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. We, he goes through that phase of no idea is a bad idea. And that's in the mid-80s. <laughs> that's in the, that's in the yeah. yeah, right. That's when the, yeah. yeah, rolling pins attacking people. Yeah. The Mangler. Oh, I, I, I like the story of the Mangler. They made that into a movie. I never saw it. Indeed they did. Yeah. Well, let, let, what's that? Oh, yeah, Greg's... Okay, uh, our sound guy, Greg, is always uh, He's go, going on about the fucking Mangler. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the I, idea of a killing Washington. Well, we did it. Didn't machine. we talk about The Shining a bit on our uh, Stephen King Happy Birthday episode? We must have. Um, yeah, we know we talked about all those movies but that one. When, when, when the shop was up and running, I really wanted to start a whole shelf where I just, it was like a rainbow, like a spectrum, like the, the Stephen King spectrum. Right. And you start at the absolute worst and you go to the absolute best. Right. So yeah. let's say the worst is on the left right. and the best is on the right. Okay. Where does The Shining place for you for me the shining fits somewhere not it's somewhere in the middle closer to the closer to the middle the, closer to the best than the worst but somewhere in the that middle. far down yeah i could probably pick at least as eight or eight eight or nine movies of his adaptations oh, i like better. i think he's made like 40 movies though 40 or 50 really that many lots well 40 or 50 that have been adapted yes right yeah oh okay well maybe in the higher echelon but not near the top for me anyway. Better than the Langoliers. Better than the Langoliers. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't say Langoliers. S- it's smack dab in the middle. Better than right. Sleepwalkers. Better than Cat's Eye. Better no, than- Sleepwalkers is a, is way on the left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Better than uh, Dreamcatcher. Yeah, better be- than- well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people would argue that this is actually the best adaptation. Yeah, a lot of people or would. Or maybe not the best adaptation, but the best movie oh, that yeah. is based on not, a Stephen King. Not a good adaptation, but it is in my top five based on a Stephen King yeah. properties. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, do, do you want to go over the first time and what that all that stuff? Or yeah, just, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Um, uh, Darren, uh, what is well, your history I, with The Shining? I've and why, s- do you, why do you not recognize it as being <laughs> yeah, the, the, the classic... It's it's a it's it's funny because like I've seen this movie probably five times at least, and the first time I saw it, I didn't care for it at all. I've never seen it in a theater. I've never seen it in the big screen. Mm. I've only seen it at home. Um, but it's one of those movies that it, like I've always kind of liked. Uh, 
it looks amazing, but I've never found it scary in the least. And that's my issue with the being a horror movie and being a Stephen King adaptation. Whereas, you know, I read the book when it came out. I was only like 14 or something when it came out. Yeah. And uh, I found it was really scary and I thought it was great. But the movie just, you know, just didn't didn't do it for me. But with each subsequent viewing, I've been liking it more. Yeah. Um, you get more and more scared? No, no. I still I don't, still, still find it scary at all. Well, especially the nah. older I get, the, the harder sell I am for scares. Okay. How about unsettling? No. No, it's, uh, I have, disturbing? Not at all. Oh, give me a! It's I, really disturbing. It's, it's not, I don't find it disturbing. I love the way it looks. I love yeah. the camera work. I love the music. Um, I love Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, Jack Nicholson is is so miscast and he's so over the top. I can't get behind him at all. And I'm uh, fascinated by your uh, take that he's miscast. Yeah, it's just it's, I don't find him. I don't find him scary or threatening. Um, Duncan, I'm just gonna oh. I, I, oh. I'm gonna jump in and oh, defend my friend Darren here. Oh, yeah. uh, I I actually agree. Well, I, I'm I'm cause, okay. So but, you know, I thought I thought you were gonna say that you found him miscast uh, because you couldn't buy him as a normal Joe at any point. No, because he's not right. But but he's also not scary or threatening. No. Okay, so where where does he fall? Where's the where's the where's the problem with him? Well, I, th- well I think it's just he's just so overblown and. And he's really, to me, he's really no threat to anybody right. in the movie because he's bested by his wife and kid at every turn. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, and it's you're just, not wrong. No. And, it's, and, you know, he's a menace in the fact that, you know, this movie's to me, is like basically, basically about like spousal abuse and yeah. whatnot. Um, and whatnot. That's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> yeah, um, spoilers. <laughs> or, sorry, uh, triggers. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just, I just never thought. I just, to me, he's just so hammy and and so Jack Nicholson. Sure. I, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because like this is the umpteenth viewing of it, uh, literally umpteen. Is that? A, I'm is up that to a, umpteen. Wow, that's pretty high. And uh, so you know, this time I'm watching it. And, like it took me like five hours to finish it because I just kept rewinding and you know, like Doing what, was, what was that? What was that thing? About? And, <laughs> I made three sandwiches in wow. that time. That's pretty impressive. Um, That's your rating, three and I, sandwiches. And then I, I had to ask myself, like, does he actually kill anybody in this movie? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, right, Scatman Crothers yeah. gets it right in the chest. Right in the chest. But other than that, and it was a sucker punch, too. That totally was. Yeah. It was such a weird, That's that was, I mean, I don't know if we're going to go through the movie sequentially, but that death really um, didn't make any sense to me. I thought that was a weird, like, because he's introduced as another character, and he's got the shining like the sun does, and then he gets the call, and mm-hmm. then he comes to rescue, and he gets 10 steps inside the <laughs> yeah, door. And that's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's and he's it. Then, and he's for real dead. He's not like... You know, surprise, he's not actually dead. He yeah. comes back for the rescue at the end. He's like, actually dead. I'm like, so what was the entire point? Yeah. And I figure True. out the only point was that he could bring the functional snowcat to the hotel. That's exactly That's right. That's exactly it, yeah. yeah. Actually, the, the only scary part in this movie I found was him driving the snowcat through the woods. It's like in the middle of the night in a snowstorm. Yeah. In, I, I, you know, I don't even in know your, where you're In going. your fucking bathrobe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He's, he's got a parka. He, no, not him. No, he, he by, the way, oh. by the way, does every time... Okay, okay, actually, let's go round robins on. Now, Duncan, uh, first time you saw The Shining um, and your first impressions. My, this is, this is uh, 
I mean, it's a big conversation, but I, I saw it when I was a, a kid. I think I saw it on TV. I think I saw parts of it with my with my dad or, or something like that. I think it was edited for television when it was on TV. Probably. And uh, I mean, it was edited for television. When they it had was to cut the, the swear words and the N word out a bit. And there was some parts of I think they this was in like '86, so I think they left the N word in, but they cut out <laughs> yeah, the nudity. Yeah. But you can't have a naked woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they cut out the nudity. That's not the that's, that's, that's not the N word they were concerned that's, about. That's, yeah. Or they blurred it, or they they cropped it, or something. Yeah. But um, that's that's. That's what I remember. But I was a child when I saw it, and I too didn't really find it that scary because I was identifying with the child, and mm. the child is so weird and creepy that I wasn't identifying with the right. child, right? So I was like, well, everybody here seems, you know. But this was this is you know during a point in my life where like my parents were going through a very dark and turbulent divorce, wow. and so like seeing this movie, I was like. Oh, that, that I, could, I dig that dynamic. I can understand that dynamic. I mm. get that. Like there was a lot of stuff happening between Jack and Wendy that I was like sort of familiar with. Was it, Jack and Wendy your parents' name? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. But like, uh, oh my God, Jack and Wendy. No, no, that's Peter. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> I was thinking Peter. Wendy's? Man. And Jack in the Box? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's oh, all got, about fast food. Oh, are you guys hungry? Is that what you're thinking about that? People will tell you this is about faking the moon landing, <laughs> you know, yeah. or the eradication of, of uh, First Nations people in the United States. It's right. about fucking fast food. Wow. Well, I like their, I just, I really like, regardless of the casting, I like their their dynamic because mm-hmm. you really buy, because, you know, some couples that one, that, you know, the the one, one member of the couple can be like, hey, do you want a, a sandwich? And the other couple will be like, Oh my God! How do I not strangle literally you? strangle you right now? <laughs> do I want a sandwich? How can I you want ask a me that? Sandwich? Like, you know, like there's that there's that dynamic where like the the one person is way too on the edge, yeah. and the other person is almost like genetically designed to set them off, and it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> and they need yeah. to run from each other. But I really I like Shelley Duvall's casting here because she's so clearly into just being kind mm-hmm. and so confused why nothing is working. Like no one listens to her nope. through the entire film. Nope. She's like a leaf in the stream of life. She has no power, mm-hmm. but she's raised to be kind. Even the radio guy no can't, can't hang up fast enough. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, like give her five minutes of conversation. Like he's not doing anything at his job. He's no. just sitting there. So like, <laughs> it's like, Ugh, the torrent. <laughs> Lady's calling again. <laughs> you take it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I really, uh, I really enjoyed watching it again. So, so how old were you when you first saw it? Probably eight or nine. Okay, all right. Well, that's pretty young. So a lot of it went over my head, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like, you know, like the woman getting out of the bath. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wasn't uh, in a in a you know at an age where I was like, ooh, saucy ooh. lady. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was just like, it's. You know, whatever. Well, that's weird. There's, you know, I've seen my parents get out of the bath once in a while. I'm like, okay, so Mm -hmm. what's the point of this scene exactly? And then she turns into an old lady, and he's like, I'm, I'm freaked out. And I'm like, you're freaked out that the the young lady turned old. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it would. I guess it's kind of you know, watching it now. I'm like, because even back then I was like, well, so what? You know, like, but but now I'm like, oh, okay. Well, she was. It's apparent now from the makeup that she died in the bathtub, and Mm. there's horrible waterlogged sores all over her yeah. body it's more of a zombie thing than zombie uh, ghost than just uh but yeah that the, the whole sort of subtext of it being a you know a young lady that turns into an old lady and that mm-hmm. horrifies jack i was like that's seriously what room 237 has to offer <laughs> that's af- it, yeah. after all the foreshadowing the that room 237 gets. it's like yeah, oh no yeah. oh i'll be married to an old lady one day oh no <laughs> run scabby swords run and she does nothing but laugh but I guess, yet, uh, I guess she strangled... Uh, this is the first time I've ever heard anyone defend uh, 
the dead woman in the bathtub in room 237. Like, ah, she wasn't so bad. <laughs> she's okay. She's, she's lonely. She's having a bath. A guy walks in. How you doing? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe she's skipping through time. Like, she's a ghost, right? I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions about what actually happens in this movie. But um, we'll get on to that after yeah. Dylan tells us what his experience is with the, this movie. This, like many movies that we've done on the podcast, uh, they, now way back when... Uh, in the early 1980s, there used to be a thing called Super Channel. Mm. And if you were rich, you could have Super Channel. <laughs> but if you weren't rich, um, you they, have would have, choice. they would have twice a year the Super Channel free weekend. Oh, and, my and, gosh. Do you remember the Super Channel I free do. weekend? I do, yeah. yeah and they showed like about four movies on repeat the yeah. whole time. Yeah. It was great. It was The Dark Crystal and The <laughs> Wrath of Khan. And, yeah. uh, and then two movies the I was not allowed to watch, one of which was An American Werewolf in London, ah, and the other yeah. was The Shining. Oh, and The, and the Terminator as well. And uh, so this, but but all year on that channel, there would just be trailers for movies yeah. like on repeat, twenty four hours a day. And mm-hmm. so I would just like a, a, like a total dork kid, I would just sit there and watch like trailers for movies because mm. we never got to go to the movies. Oh, I love and watching. And one of them was The Shining, and I was like super. But it was just this one clip, uh, which was uh, um, uh, Jack with the axe, like yeah. uh, n- knocking down the fucking door mm-hmm. and the whole here's Johnny thing. And uh, I was like, Ooh, what's that? Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's, that's what they call a horror movie, okay. which I started to put in the same category as porno. Like this, sure. gro- this, this grown up thing. Yeah. That you, that you're not allowed to watch Forbidden, when you're eight years old. Yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, years later I finally got to see it. Right. And, so how old were you? Uh, oh, I think I was about 12 when I saw it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it scared the holy hell out of me, man. Oh, really? Um, but what, but I, what I was not ready for was the sophistication of it. Because um, I just thought, because I saw Jack Nicholson run, and I didn't even know who Jack Nicholson was when I was a little kid. Yeah. I just saw some dude with an axe, and I'm like, oh, this is just like one of those horror movies where someone chases a woman around with a knife or an axe or a chainsaw right. or a fucking... You weren't a huge fan of Five Easy Pieces when you were six? <laughs> um, no? <laughs> that, that Between Your Knees gag is great. Yeah, it is. To be honest, I'm not the biggest Jack Nicholson guy, but but we'll talk about that later. Sure. So I eventually got around to watching uh, The Shining, which I was expecting to be just like basically a dude chasing his family sure. with an axe. Yeah. And what I got yeah. was uh, this thoroughly psychologically um, manipulative and like just really, really. F- I just I still think it's a really fucked up movie. Yeah. And uh, unlike Darren, <laughs> who is incorrect. Oh, I'm incorrect. Um, now, am I? Wow. Uh, I can see how that. you would not dis- like when I was 12. I thought it was terrifying, right? And and I've, I've seen it on the big screen a few times, and like I, I, I well, I try and see every Kubrick oh, movie on the big screen. You know, oh, sorry, it's okay, it's okay. You saying? Well, what did scare me was the "Come Play with Us, Danny Forever." Oh, terrifying! Part. That part did scare me, but even as I was scared of it, I recognized how great the editing was. Mm. You yeah, know, like right. I was like, it was it was a really clear moment that I can remember of being terrified by something while also appreciating the craft of it, which mm. is which was not something I was used to. You're either scared of it and you don't want to see it again, you know, or it doesn't really scare you right. or whatever. But that was like I was like, this is freaking me right out. Awesome. But that's so well done. Yeah. yeah. Um it was things like that actually when I saw it I saw it uh, with a friend of the podcast, Victor Toth. Um, you know, we all have that one friend from it goes way back, your movie yep. your movie buddy yep. from childhood. Yeah, Victor Toth and I watched this. Uh, yeah, and and just it was so much more demented and strange, and it was like it was scenes were long, mm-hmm. and nothing really happened well, in the, them. The, but the just the way the, way the way the people yeah. were speaking didn't sound quite right. Yeah, 
and every everything about it was you know you didn't have a, a, a in fact to this day to to this viewing um my least favorite part is jack nicholson picking up the axe and chasing people around yeah that's yeah. kind of just well it's, it's i think because it's we've seen it in so many so many times and so many different things it's so iconic it's like maybe just just kind of bored of it or just you know, well, no, but just, but also do anything anymore. But, but like, even when I saw it the first time, I, I remember thinking, "Oh, this isn't as interesting." Like, yeah, here we go. He's limping oh, yeah. around. He's got an axe. He he just killed Scatman Crothers. That's pretty horrifying. Uh, the maze, I thought, was like the way it was lit. Like, I, yeah, I noticed the lighting and the cinematography, and it, it's not something you generally notice when you're 12 years old. Mm. But it's just so obvious. Um, well, Kub- yeah. Kubrick was you know, he's, he was. Uh, master for 12 year olds he just loved that was, right. his, that was his demographic right. yeah so yeah. Uh, this is a this is crowning achievement i guess well even uh like even from the opening credits like because they come up from the bottom to the top they come up yeah. like closing credits so there's a sense of unease just from i really like that actually you know, i never moment. noticed that actually yeah. my, my, my favorite part in this movie is the opening with the uh that awesome music that yeah. sort of plodding uh, with the wendy carlos yeah beautiful beautiful she did tron and clockwork orange too yeah yeah i, I watched i saw a little, a little bit of a documentary yeah. on the dvd today and that b footage blade. from blade runner yeah, yeah that's, that, 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 blade that's runner. so funny that some of this uh, got into Blade Runner, yeah. But uh, just that music, and then the the helicopter following the car through the woods and up the and the car. Uh, I, I noticed this when I was watching it with the helicopter shot. Looks like a little toy car mm. in much the same way that you get the aerial shots of the maze. The maze, yeah, right. Yeah. Like so, there's this like they're like part of a microcosm, yeah. beca- and because they're they're isolated too. So yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's it's just, it's great because it just sets that tone. Yeah. of the of like dread. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so good. Yeah, that 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 that's my that's my favorite part of the movie. I should have just the checked, opening credits. I should have just checked out after that. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. I, I really like the film, but um, yeah, it's it's because it, it has such a good sense of foreboding and and that uh, that music's so great. Yeah, something about it this time. Um, just watching it this time, I didn't realize everything took place within a month. Yeah, he doesn't. This, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I it, always thought it was more like three or four months. And because it, it goes from like the, as soon as they get there to one month later, and then it goes to certain days and then times, I think, or something like that. I can't remember. I, I think maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It goes like Thursday. Yeah. All caps. And then yeah. it was well, it was one month later, wasn't it? Or yeah. One 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 week later. Was, I think it was one month later. And then it's like Thursday, and then it's like eight p.m. Yeah. Six p.m. <laughs> one thing I did notice is. Uh, uh, well, there's that scene where uh, uh, Jack is sitting there and he's he's getting the job or whatever. Yeah. And I did actually appreciate Nicholson's performance and the cast of Nicholson more this time, yeah, because he because his uh, inherent hamminess um, kind of leads to like Jack's dishonesty because he's dishonest with everybody in this movie, mm-hmm. well, I sort except of, yeah. the fucking ghost who's serving him booze. But like, <laughs> or, or the weird, yeah, he's really real with the with the ghosts. Yeah. Although he's so he's so over the top with all his reactions and his facial expressions expressions when he's talking to Lloyd. Um, it's just oh he's gone by that point yeah, yeah but the thing the, the problem I have with with this this film like especially I, I don't want to compare it to the book because it's an adaptation so yeah. it's going to be different but Jack's kind of already crazy before he gets to the overlook yeah like, and then in the the book he goes the the place drives him insane yeah so that's the that's the issue I already has like well this is like <laughs> doesn't his family know that he's crazy or is he just hiding well, no, it really they, well? They know that he. Well, this is what I. This is what I like about it's a, the, this really unstable marriage moves gets moves into the hotel, right? Like there's this horrible dynamic that's already set up, 
And I, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie is her monologue to the social worker or her monologue to the nurse mm-hmm. where she's got the nine inches of cigarette <laughs> ash amazing. On, her, <laughs> yeah. on her cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should have been like nominated for best supporting something. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, ash. you know, oh, well, you know, he, he grabbed, uh, you know, Danny's arm. And it's just the kind of thing you do a thousand times. Only, yeah. only this time it dislocated his shoulder. So, well, anyway, he stopped drinking uh-huh. and he's, you know, four months sober. Five, that, yeah, that, so, five months. Five months sober. That, that justification. Which is the same is, amount of time he's going to be up there. Yeah. So, I was just like, this is this is what's moving into the Overlook. Like I thought yeah. it was a wonderful way of, you know, setting up, and that coupled with the interview where everybody's so fake, like yeah. that, that a whole vibe in that interview room is like, yeah. well, you know, he, he like he's like, uh, I'm sure you heard about the tragedy that happened <laughs> yeah. here, and Jack Nicholson's like, why no? What did happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Ooh, like nobody. Well, that takes, is interesting. Nobody really takes it that seriously. Was like the guy was like murders his family, and and you know yeah. what? You know what else? I'm beginning to think that Wendy uh, wasn't an actual confirmed ghost story and horror film <laughs> addict. I'm <laughs> starting to think yeah. that maybe. Like maybe, maybe <laughs> imagine this woman like sitting through like a Sam Raimi marathon. Like, I don't think she'd enjoy it. I don't think it. she'd no. enjoy it that much. Yeah, no, no, I think she just liked watching Roadrunner, uh, you know? Yeah. Which comes up later. My favorite thing about this movie is it's a little delight every time I hear that Roadrunner, Roadrunner, oh. the coyotes yeah, after yeah, you. Yeah. You know, I I just I noticed just how awful that music and those sounds are when you're not watching the cartoon and you just hear it. It's just in the background. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, no wonder Jack lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a is 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 uh, is Jack the coyote in this uh, in this movie because you know, like, definitely because he, he he never and, gets the, he never yeah. gets the road and Danny's the Roadrunner. The road, runner. the road I really the road I, runner. I kind of picture the Overlook being like. Um, you know, okay, I'm gonna take a long, measured, you know, time to worm my way into these people's minds and eventually take them over and win them. Oh, that took like fifteen. <laughs> that like, that yeah. took like ten seconds. Yeah, that was easy. Wow, Jack just walked right in there, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, great. Okay, good. Good to have you aboard. Like yeah. there was no no resist. Like he, that's no. what I kind of liked about the casting and his performance is that. I mean, I guess it would have been better if he was normal and got won over and slowly, you know, got dismantled and taken apart. Yeah, and th- but this was like he was so on edge at the beginning that it just took like a finger push. And, yeah, and he yeah, was, it didn't really take much at all. It's like just, I, it was like basically when Wendy comes, actually, even driving up. The scene yeah. when the family's driving yeah. up, and he's you he can see his face. He's like fuming for some reason. Yeah, when he's like, uh, I saw it on the TV. You see that, Wendy? He saw it on the TV. <laughs> he saw it on the television or whatever. I'm like, what was that about? I know. But it's a long-standing fight, I guess. They yeah. always had. Or... Um, I'm like, put a seatbelt uh, on. One more. One yeah. more. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I just want to tack something on to, into what you were saying about uh, uh, what Wendy is telling the nurse. Um, it's like clearly this rehearsed. Like don't mm-hmm. don't hate us. This just happened. Like it, it was obviously much worse. This is something she's told the police. Yeah, the nurses in the ER, her friends, yeah. her mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but Jack Torrance, same lie. Like he said, even to a ghost, he can't admit it to himself. Yeah, you know, he's like, oh, it was just a couple of, what was it? Uh, he uses science. He got a couple of cubic square inches oh, yeah. of pressure. Oh, right, pressure. Yeah. I can't pressure quite remember how he, how he phrased it. He was it. justifying, like, dislocating his cubic. So, he can't admit to himself, yeah. right? So, so this, yeah. So, Duncan, that's that's really interesting that you have this, just this family that's going to fall apart anyway. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, they wouldn't. It, this that's a one another point I was going to make was I don't think they would have lasted regardless like, if they had made it through the overlook without incident. Yeah. Without supernatural incident. Yeah. They still would not. 
Well, because no. he would have sold his book and become really famous. Well, no, 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 <laughs> had a book of one line in it. <laughs> you know what? I was actually thinking I could see like hipster publishers going crazy for that. Yeah. Like, like it's just he was way ahead of the curve. If he'd written that in like 1996, you think so? Oh, if, yeah. if every well, fucking bookstore on Main Street would be like this. It's, what would be called? You know, it's, it's like it's like Burroughs. When, when what would he when call it? it? <laughs> well, The Shining. Because uh, it wouldn't have existed in that universe. Uh-huh. No, but like, uh, uh, never mind. But I think that I, I agree with you. But uh, that he would have had to have successfully killed his family and then been killed, and then the book would be posthumously uh, right. the ravings of a lunatic. Well, this brings us to my thing. favorite theory about this movie, and I can't think of any other movie that has more theories surrounding it. Can you guys think uh, of no. any movie with more uh, like? I think I think because there's so much that's sort of just left. Like it's not, there's not a lot of continuity or things that make sense in this movie if you but look at it as in a linear like, Donnie Darko maybe but oh, Blade, yeah, Blade yeah. Runner maybe I yeah. Guess, yeah 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 mate. well the Blade Runner's obvious though he's a fucking replicant no it's anyway <laughs> in the theatrical release it isn't yeah. but uh, don't, get, don't get me started don't, yeah. get, don't get Greg started we, we totally debate this all the time and he's wrong every time <laughs> <laughs> poor Greg um, no no <laughs> but yes it, it, I, I, it, it's like Burroughs you ever read Burrows, yeah. and you're supposed to get so excited because he, he he cut up fucking newspapers and then randomly glued the words together. And Found you, poetry, and you're supposed yeah. to call that poetry. And I'm yeah. like, it isn't though, is it? <laughs> well, well, here's the thing though, it is, but you don't like it, and maybe you think it's invalid, and maybe you think it has no worth. But yes, it, but it is all of the above. Yeah, yeah. it's not really. <laughs> it is <laughs> random random words selected from a fucking grab bag, well, and glued is, to right? a wall. Hey, repeat after because you're me. high on heroin. It's not. It's not, not poetry. To me. Make not to me, says Dylan. Not to me. And the rest of the world, <laughs> who should think like me, says Dylan. Right. No, but I could see like whoever whoever published Burroughs would probably love. It's it's seriously just one sentence over and over again. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh yeah, done. Fucking it's, sold. And like, he would some someone would recite it. Oh, and it, to a full to a packed room that well, would love it. But the one the one thing I liked about when she's going through all the the copies of the, or the pages, they're all done differently. One's like in like a V. Yeah, and they're like they're like like a little. It's really sonnet. good. Yeah, one's like a, a screenplay kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's got a paragraph. Or a, yeah. One thing that I liked about that reveal, though, which is an incredible reveal. I'll, oh. I'll, I'll give the film that. That's such a good reveal. Yeah, the uh, the, the shot with the, from the uh, below the typewriter and her, her face comes up over the typewriter and just then the look on her face. Yeah, it's, I actually it's, wrote that in my notes. I said that was such a great. She's scene. going page, 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 yeah. page. But what that says to me was that like. Day one, mm-hmm. he, was, he was writing that exactly. So there was no slow decline. That's what I yep. mean about the overlook going. Wow, yeah, that was easy. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, because <laughs> I think Danny puts up a ton of resistance, right? Like they, he, the hotel really wants Danny. Mm-hmm. But I have a theory, and my theory uh, is that Wendy is immune to the hotel. Until the very end, and yes, then okay. he's lifted for some reason. Yeah, I've I've often wondered about this because I I've, I have it I have it in my notes. So like, why is why is it, yeah why is Wendy unaffected by There's all these? There's only one things? moment where she sees anything. Is that the blowjob bear? Oh, two <laughs> moments where she sees oh, anything. I gotta say about that though, yeah. uh, because I saw it when I was eight. Uh, it took me years, you know, when I see it as subsequent. Like even like now, I was like, oh, that's a. 
like a sex thing. This is a weird yeah. episode of the Muppets. Yeah, like that's why I couldn't get it because she like sees a couple of people in costumes, silly looking costumes, yeah. and there's a look of abject horror on her face. And I'm yeah. like, that would kind of make me chuckle. Yeah, that's exactly. not at this point. I would be like, oh, some levity. Yeah. Some of the ghosts can be funny, but I was more I, horrified. The <laughs> ghosts all, can be funny. <laughs> I was more horrified by all the teeth that the bear had. I'm like, yeah, that's another thing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. so that's a blowjob. Yeah, yeah, how was that working? Yeah, yeah. but also I noticed in awesome. this the, for the first time I noticed. That the bear costume has a butt flap. Oh, does yes, it? and it's open. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, I didn't notice. Hey, that. did you watch it online or did you watch like a like a DVD or something? I watched it on like Crave. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I swear to God, I've seen this movie. I've seen it on the big screen yeah. a bunch of times. I've seen it on acid. I've been hypercritical of this film. Yeah. Never once noticed the butt flap. I've seen it like five times. I didn't even notice it. I watched it last night. You think Crave just did that? Just for shits and giggles? I doubt it. But uh, What? They went and re-edited the movie to have a butt flap on the Yeah, to make it gayer for the gay agenda. (laughs) That's right. Well, we made it anamorphic. And we digitally enhanced it, and it's 4K now. Yeah. And we did the butt flap. <laughs> yeah, sorry, eight. everyone's got a butt flap. Actually, do you, uh, you want to run that back? Was the, the butt, flap? butt flap? What was that last part? <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Wendy sees, and, and again, this is where I think I won't. I wouldn't say the movie falls apart, but now one of my favorite theories, um, and I can't remember who posted it or whatever, is that Jack that Jack is writing The Shining. That's oh. the other theory, and that at a certain point in the movie, it's it crosses over from just like a bored family going to this like uh, this uh, uh, hotel for five months, right? And then it switches over, and it I think it's maybe no, it's not when he's sitting there looking all creepy and staring out the window, but, but the, yeah, anyway, but it, okay, I've got a question about that. Well, I. It's bullshit, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like all Shining theories well, well, are. Well, because if he doesn't know that his, or does he know that his kid has this uh, mental telepathy issue well, thing he, going on? He know, well, he's so distant, right? Like, he's just like, I have a weird kid. Yeah. He's got somebody that lives in his finger, I think. <laughs> anyway. That finger thing drove me nuts. It's like, I guess they had to sort of manifest it somehow. But yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's like it's something like like it's it's at the end of Act One or whatever, like right after they arrive, mm-hmm. and the first time he's writing, he's like, "Every time you interrupt me or whatever," and he's all mad at her for, for interrupting, yeah. which is such a great fucking scene because oh, like, it's so awkward the way the camera's angled, and she's like, "Yeah, would you like a sandwich, honey? How's the writing going?" <laughs> That's funny because I like I've, I've been doing some writing here, and every, occasionally my wife will come down and do the same thing. I'm just like. Don't you say anything, and, and, Matt. Don't say anything mean. Don't, and you like, tell I'm, her to put the I, bat down? I, I'm in the zone. Like, just like, <laughs> He's so yeah. cruel in that scene. He's though. so cruel. He's yeah. so cruel. And, just real, and, and her like, okay. Like her just like, maybe if I'm nice, uh, yeah. it'll stop. Like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I made a note. If you don't want to be interrupted, don't write in an enormous main floor room <laughs> or don't bring your wife and kid to an isolated hotel for five months. Just go by yourself, dude. Just go up there by yourself. I, that for me, when I when I saw that they were, when he's being walked around the, the hotel and there's no booze, I'm like, oh, could have brought f- that red, one up. F- red flag. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm no. out of here. Yeah, ironically, that might have helped them get through the months. <laughs> I think so. If he actually yeah. brought like a crate yeah, of whiskey up with him. And like, also, what like they the... didn't mention this at all. Oh, but like you might want to fill your your yellow VW bug front trunk full of like <laughs> cases of beer and bottles yeah. of 151 it, it, it's instead of way too much luggage that could ever possibly fit what? in a vw <laughs> i just got my regular clothes and a car full of alcohol yeah <laughs> exactly you don't spring that on a on a writer 
He's a, they know he's a writer. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't spring. But that. he's a recovering uh, alcoholic. I never was an alcoholic or not, but he had issues with his drinking. But he didn't tell them that. No, he didn't. No, he <laughs> didn't tell <laughs> his like, potential employer. I found I found the uh, the interview part funny when they talked about uh, making good time. Yeah. Yeah, it was like every dad. Again, in America and Canada, like <laughs> loves making good time when they drive somewhere. First, say how long it take you? Oh, three point five. Good time. That's in, a good time. In a VW <laughs> Bug. Yeah, yeah. His car looks just like Bumblebee. If you're a Transformers fan, I noticed that. But, there, yeah. there was that uh, thing I heard about how um, North Americans think that a hundred years is a long time, and Europeans think that a hundred miles is a long distance. <laughs> and it's because that's pretty awesome. Actually. It's it's pretty awesome because it's apt. Like yeah. you know, all the buildings over there are like seven hundred years old, and every every person, every North American that goes over there is like, oh, this building was built in sixteen eighty two. When all the locals are like, yeah, who that's cares? Cool. But you try to tell them that you drove nine oh. hours to get to your hometown and you're still in one <laughs> province and there's 10 provinces they're like I don't even understand that what you're saying sense. that's like nine countries yeah. you just drove through oh, Duncan, exactly. I, I'm a stand-up comic I go over there all the time yeah and like I, I'll have gigs it's like a uh, they'll call me up and they're like okay you know I got this gig it's in uh, Blotchley upon Flarm <laughs> and, and, uh, I've been there it's, it's lovely actually yeah, Twilly yeah, on the yeah they have a lovely brick yeah. um, no, and they're like it's a two-hour drive. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think I can handle it. Oh, it's and then nuts. whenever I'm in the car with the British comics, they are like, regale me of tales of long, long drives. Like, well, I drove 19 hours with Simon King to uh, Fort St. John to do a show for a bunch of Mennonites. They're like, I can't even get my head around <laughs> yeah. this. No, yeah. they can't yeah. even deal. It's yeah. so wild. Like, you're past Scotland in 19 hours. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, here's a question. Yes. What good can come from telling an employee that the former employee went nuts and killed his family? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's something I, I never think, noticed. You know before. what I think? I think that he is legally obligated to do so. I think I think you might be right. Okay, there. Now, while we're on that, how do you guys feel about murder houses? Because um, apparently, I'm okay with them. They're cheaper. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because after nobody this was, there was a horrible murder here. Now, I understand if it was like a targeted uh, shooting and like you'll be in some danger of some gang coming to your house. But if it's just a random old crazy person murder. Butchering her family. Well, well, I guess my question is if you're buying a house, who gives a shit? Okay. Well, I, I think is if you, especially if it's discounted, I'd be more than happy to uh, take that off. Right. Well, in fact, I would murder somebody and then move into that house we've got, uh, for the discount. Yeah. The, the, the answer to your question is in this economy? <laughs> Right, like haunted houses going for less. Uh, well, I'm I not saying haunted. That would be. I'm saying just, just, just murdered, <laughs> just murdered. with no ghosts, nothing that romantic. Murders just, lead to haunts. Just a boring yeah. old practical I, murder. I, I think yeah. that's why people don't want murder houses because they're afraid it's going to be riddled with ghosts. I don't. That know. That can't be the truth. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Maybe people are freaked out by murder. I will I, say I, this. I like you. I I had an apartment. Um, friend of the podcast, Amanda Calhoun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, she moved to a new condo or whatever, and I took over her apartment uh, j- just on the other side of Commercial Drive on Grant. Yep. And I'd been living there for like three months, and I ran into like one of my neighbors. And it's like, oh, you live in the fucking 314 or whatever it was. I was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, the, the, the blood room. <laughs> and I was like, oh, why did you say those two words? Like, that's that's... <laughs> Turns out someone legitimately did kick in the door and then attempt to murder oh. someone who lived there. And there's a lot of blood involved. He's, he's like, yeah, yeah, if you don't believe me, just look on the ceiling. Oh. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, you see little gray splat, like specks. Sure enough, like this guy was attacked 
to such a degree that there was actual blood spatter on the ceiling. And nobody thought that to the clean landlord, that up. I think, tried to cover it up. Oh, was it like one of those popcorn ceilings or something? It was a very really low hurt? ceiling, and oh, uh, yeah, it was it was one of those popcorn ceilings. Right. But yeah, <laughs> high blood pressure. But you know and low what? Ceilings. My rent was ten seventy five a month, and I was like, I don't really care if a no. guy was was uh, he didn't die, right? But he was very nearly murdered. Um, I was a little concerned that someone might. Come back and, and think that I'm him. Right, and finish the job. But other than that, oh. yeah, yeah. For ten seventy five a month, I'll take blood on the ceiling. I'll take blood on the ceiling. Anyway, so you guys wouldn't care in a job interview if the guy's like. Uh, well, I used to tell people, people like I murdered people in the shop, former employees before I hired them, and they're they're nonplus. So okay, that's yeah. fine. Yep. Well, I'm, I stuck around. You did. Yep. You tried to murder me, but you know I won't die. I'm just uh, I'd, I'd I'd be given pause. I do have to say, yeah. but if the price was right, I'd say okay. I can. Yeah. It was such an easy job, though. Yeah. Well, and it's a hotel, right? Yeah. Like if there's like a, a very small apartment and there were other options. Yeah. Well, also it's an interesting question. Like if it was an apartment, I'm like, well, how long am I going to be here? Yeah. And it's an apartment, which is kind of a subtractable, addable, variable, just a box to live in. So yeah. I'm like, okay, somebody got killed in here at one point. Oh, well, okay. And you don't own it. You're just living there. Yeah. But if I was going to buy a house and live there for a long time and there had been some Manson family style massacre there, yeah. I would be like, Maybe not this house. You did spend some Febreze. Like, Open a window. Yeah, but if they were like, well, <laughs> you know, fifty thousand dollars, I'd be like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, but if they you cleaned know. it all, if they cleaned it all up and aired it out, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they don't still have police tape. There's yeah. no chalk on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Although you know, I've I've never encountered that scenario. I like to think that uh, it'd be, I would be fine with it. Um, but I don't know. Late Here's at another, night. Sorry? Late at night. Late at night. I'd be. I yeah. Know, I know. I'd be feeling it. Yeah. Do you fellas think that you could spend five months? In that hotel, whether or not it's haunted, like because because well, the haunted Darren, the hun- what's his name? The sorry, uh, the who's the actor who played the interviewer? Oh, I can't remember. He's his like name. a famous actor, but I can't. Yeah. Is he? Uh, he's been in a number of things. I can't remember. He's his like name, a though. character guy, but oh. anyway, um, he's like, oh, you know, the isolation kind of gets to people. Well, did it, for me, there'd have to be a number of factors. One, uh, to what degree it's haunted? You know, that's going to well, be okay. That- imagine. You don't know it's haunted. Okay. Or it's not haunted at all. I prefer it not to be haunted. How, how about just a non-haunted hotel in the middle of fucking nowhere for five months? Could you do it? I could do it um, given um, I have a nice television. and There's uh, booze. And booze and unlimited movies to watch. And I could totally do that. So and, not uh, 1980 then? Stable no. stable internet, I would imagine, yeah. in this day and age. Yeah, I think I would have... Well, even even if I didn't have that, I could probably still... I'd still be fine, but I, that, would, that would be a nice bonus. Yeah. You know what, this is but what... The, the thing is, there's so many distractions. So, like, back then, yeah. you know, there's that, that shitty little TV that... <laughs> remember the part where Shelley Duvall and the kids watching something on TV? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are they watching? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it starts off like it's a porno. It's like, uh, it's like, like, sorry, I can't pay for the pizza. Oh, is oh, there somewhere yeah. I can make it up for you? It's like, yeah. oh, why don't you come on in? Would you like a drink? That's like, like a crime yeah, like drama. Like log jam on or something. Yeah. Log jam. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I could do it. What about you guys? Okay, in 1980, could I should rephrase. In 1980, <sighs> could, could you? See, that's a... Well, and I'm not talking about going crazy and killing your family with an axe. I, I mean, just could you do it? Could you do five months alone in a, in a hotel? It uh, seems like a really beautiful place. Yeah, it's big. View is great. Yeah, although the thing is, once it starts snowing, you can't really go anywhere. I'd have to be outdoorsy. I would hope they had some good cross-country skiing or something like that. There's yeah. something that would... And, and also, it depends on like what I would have. If I had a, a roster of duties, 
that would help a lot. Yeah. If I was just although the only thing he had to do was turn a boiler on once a day. He never seemed to have he, many He didn't do anything. No. No, he it, he kept going on about his responsibilities. He did nothing. He did nothing. She was doing it all. Yeah. Yeah. But even in that scene with the TV, you know, he's like, uh, I want to go do this. And she's like, oh, yeah, he's like, I want to go sneak into dad's room, my <laughs> yeah. volatile, horrifying father's room <laughs> yeah. while he's sleeping. Get my stupid fire and truck. And get my stupid fire truck, which makes a ton of noise if I handle it wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, you shouldn't. And he's like, but I want to. And she's like, well, you can't. And he's like, but I want to. And <laughs> just she's wore like, down. Uh, okay. Now, I don't have yeah. children, but I assume that's what they're like. Uh, kind of, yeah. Well, yeah. kind of, but like as your job as a parent is to do not what Wendy did. Yeah. Right? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, he uh, he did the magic thing. He asked me three times. Yeah, it's like you a know, it's awesome sort of wish. powers, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't it's resist like if he asked me three times. I think I could do it. Mm-hmm. I think I could do it alone. I, I, I think uh, like by I think my, I might prefer to do it alone. I would prefer either, either alone or like one thing about the pandemic that taught me was the, the, the my uh, partner and daughter we were you know hermiting together for a long time and it was great mm-hmm. and i'm like okay so now i know that if we all went there we could probably probably make it work but i yeah. can see that especially can, with all that space especially with all that space mm-hmm. yeah that's another thing if you want some time alone have fun there's yeah. 900 rooms to choose yeah. from see yeah. here's another question right? you go to one room every day that you're there <laughs> and be like check out the toilet fixtures in this one <laughs> and the carpets in this movie oh the carpets oh, are and, amazing and yeah, they choose not, to live in that shitty little apartment <laughs> not just the famous carpet but like the carpet in room 237 with its weird green yeah you know like the all there's 60s carpets in an 80s movie and uh yeah it really does seem like this this lodge is i think if i, I think if i was to live there i would want to have a a a big wheel my size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a cruise around. Just a cruise around. Yeah. I'm thinking like, what could I use? I was watching, what, could I roller skate? Eh, maybe not. It's, the corners are a little sharp. Oh, Bicycles, that'd be, awesome. be, be tough. But yeah, the, the big wheel's perfect. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're, they're a little too small for me now. That sound design was something that was oh. epic at the time. Yeah, oh, when it still it, when, is. When yeah. It, when it was hardwood, the, carpet, yeah. hardwood, carpet. Well, I was watching a little thing on on it today, and it's like they didn't know that was going to happen until they started filming it. Fantastic. Because they're just, they're just they're wheeling a steady can behind it. Yeah. And they didn't know that was going to, and they, just like, they were blown away by how good that sounded. Yeah, yeah. And no I, I made a note that it's like, that's that's one of my favorite things about this movie too, is, is the sound design, but just that too. It was so yeah. amazing. What a happy accident, eh? Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's why the cat's chewing on my cord here. Can't oh, we? dang it. I always, every time I watch this movie, I want it to do something else, which is not have Jack Nicholson flip out and run around with an axe. You know, I find I, I find there's a lot of movies like that, but it never happens. It just never changes. Never, that's, that's Well, that's yeah. like the realm of books. Like uh, like this, this, if Jack Nicholson had not gone bonkers, then this could be like a, like a Miriam Taves novel about a, a family in a secluded hotel in Canada. You right. know, having, coming to terms with their feelings. Coming to terms with something. <laughs> yeah. And it would be a great read. Yeah, no, exactly. It's It, it just seems so... Might be more scary that way. I don't, I don't know, know. Obvious <laughs> yeah. or something. Well, I think if this was a drama that was like actually dealt with like the, the horror of a marriage falling apart and the crucible of spending five months alone together mm-hmm. and it either making or breaking mm-hmm. uh, or at least coming to a new understanding and perhaps coupled with, you know, Danny's, you know, entry into maturity of some level and mm-hmm. him, him shedding, maybe if he even lost whatever was happening with him to the hotel right. because of uh, oh, this has got CanCon written all over it yeah right yeah. this is like 3am Winnipeg you know no I guess what I mean is actually like I want I want like people to get killed and stuff 
Sure. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So yeah. the thing um, is, in that version, there's obviously going to be less blood elevators and yeah. blowjob bears. So <laughs> I don't know if I want to give that up. I think one of my favorite things of The Simpsons was that. Now, that's funny. The blood usually gets off on the third floor. <laughs> okay. We have to address The Simpsons. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because Robin, uh, my girlfriend Robin, uh, saw that Simpsons episode before she ever saw The Shining, which makes me feel very old. But uh, also just like, well, what did she think of The Shining when she was watching it? But my fa- one of my favorite Simpsons jokes ever is just how Homer hasn't been writing anything, but he has been writing no beer, no TV, make Homer go crazy all over the go, walls yeah. go, the ceiling. Go something, something. And then, crazy? yeah, then don't Marge says, the, yeah, it's the don't mind if I do that. Like, yeah. I'm just like, okay, that's just the best joke ever. It is. Go crazy. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> and I like the, uh, the, uh, do you mean the shining? Shh. Do you want to get sued? <laughs> it's too, oh, the, the, shitting. the shitting. Which the brings shitting. me around to. Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. I wasn't. Okay. So. In that episode of The Simpsons, Groundskeeper Willie is seen in his apartment, and there's right. all these scantily clad women in, in kilts. Uh, kilts and bagpipes. <laughs> so and then funny. it's, which is obviously a reference to Scatman uh, Crothers. Scatman's oh. epic, epic. Just, Lo- just love the art in his apartment. Bizarre. Which, yeah. Yeah. Like, so Scatman's apartment in Florida <laughs> um, is, I mean, is it Kubrick? Uh, just like, go like, I don't know. Uh, what do black people's apartments look like? <laughs> I, I guess they got like topless black women with big afros. Great. Let's go with that. Let's get two of them. Like someone <laughs> someone pulled the trigger on that. Yeah. Well, like, it's it's the like I can like there's a couple things where like in the bathroom conversation with Grady, where he's like, uh, I I heard I heard you you chopped your wife up into little bits. Like he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's so funny, and I think he's trying to be scary. But I remember laughing at his delivery. And there's Mr. Grady, Mr. Mr. Grady, and I think that there's a that moment in Scatman's apartment, which is like you see him lying there, and you see the one of the <laughs> topless <laughs> naked Afro girl, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And then it cuts to the TV, and you see <laughs> the two, yeah. the two of the topless naked <laughs> Afro girl, yeah. and you're Brilliant. like, what is up with this guy's yeah. taste in art? I mean. Scatman in that scene, I was like, "Well, you like what you like." Hey, his name. If is I Scatman. were, if I were to be judged <laughs> on on uh, on paintings that I have hung up over my television, <laughs> it's it's nothing but. And they're great photographs. That's the thing too. They're oh, they're great, great paintings. But I'm just like, okay, that's that's just. But then I'm like, oh yeah, it's a Kubrick movie. Where he has a bright red bathroom, <laughs> scary bathroom. I guess, I guess yeah. in the twenties, just a bright red bathroom was not a problem. No, it's for there's the flapper here. It was having a good time. Yeah, yeah, that's a scary bathroom. Well, it's just like every Kubrick movie, like you look at Clockwork Orange, and it's it's just like the the Karova milk bar is so so, so yeah, so it's just harsh. Like yeah. he, like, yeah. like Kubrick is just a very aesthetically harsh director well, he's, yeah. he's such a dark he's such a like the, the visuals it's just a, a beautiful visual inescapable yeah, yeah. it kind of it's kind of reminded me of uh the hateful eight in some ways in that they use those you know giant wide lenses to mm-hmm. film uh a, a, a movie that was all took place indoors yeah and i'm like why why did you do this and and uh so it was kind of like with this too where except here it really worked and all the tracking shots and the dolly oh, and amazing shots. they're so good and they're, but it's all really wide in this in these enclosed spaces, so it yeah. creates this very unsettling effect. Well, it's like the the scene when they're when uh, Shelley Duvall and the kid are going through the maze the first time. Yeah, and it's like it's shot with a wide angle lens at yeah. a certain height, 
which makes the hedges look really tall. Yeah. It's just like, it's so like claustrophobic and, and it just, it mirrors the, you know, the riding the, the big wheel through all the, the, the hotel as well. Um, I thought that was really, that was really awesome. And that, and that, and that awesome scene from when he's looking down at the hedge maze and yeah. he sees them, yeah. it's like an impossibly high, high up. Like, yeah. It's like I don't know. I don't know how they. Oops, sorry. I don't know how they filmed that, but it was. Uh, they, well, got a, they got a ghost to do it. I oh, think wow. the 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 hedge mage itself is a is a matte painting, and then they they just had. Uh, I think maybe a helicopter shot. Oh, look at Mr. Smarty Pants over yeah. here. Because the hedge maze is too big. That's the other thing about that shot is it's like I don't think there is a hedge maze that's as big it's as so big. the hedge well, maze. Well, if, if you notice shot. when they get to the with the the overlook in the first. The first time, yeah. There's no, there's no hedge maze. Yeah, it's not even in the in the. Well, that's the, the Timberline Lodge, I think, in, in, in Oregon, in real life. Yeah. yeah, and they don't have a hedge maze. The no. hedge maze is the one of the concessions that Steven Spielberg, or sorry, uh, Stephen King made. He's he said that the hedge maze was such a good idea that he wished he'd put it in the book. It's oh, not really. It's not yeah. in the book. Right. Oh, no. so he actually did say one good thing about the he, movie. One or two. Okay. Um, I. <laughs> well, yeah, because in, well, in, in the book he had all those those, those uh, topiary it, animals. It actually might be the only good thing he said about about the movie. Um, he had in the book he had the topiary animals, which, which come to life, start chasing people around. No, they don't. They don't. They move. They move, but they don't right. chase oh, people they, around. They don't. It, it's just like it's. There's a scene where Danny's out there and uh, and he notices that like the big vulture or whatever the, terri- <laughs> the, vulture, the, the, the terrifying hedge it's antelope, fucking aardvark or yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> but, but, but but they seem to be getting closer. And oh, okay. it's super creepy, but you're like, well, he's a little kid and everything seems creepy. It's been forever since I read it. So. Um, One thing I remember, I was explaining this to Sonia was the differences between the book and the movie and how in the book there's a, a roke mallet, which is like a, originally croquet was roke. And then to make it uh, sort of easier and lighter and more fun, it became croquet, which is still roke is in the middle of croquet. Almost. Oh, because like, I you, always thought. I don't know. What croquet mallet it's like, it's like, is ludicrous no, to kill someone with. It's like cigar cigarette. Right? Okay, so you've right. got like roke and then you've got croquet. So oh. you've got So bigger and heavier? Yeah. The roke mallet is like a meat tenderizer. It's Ooh. got rough edges on one side and smooth on the other. So one side is for like a, a, a real swing and you have to hunker down a bit more. It has a shorter handle. So it is like a hammer. You can so conceivably you, kill somebody. You can right. totally just hit someone in the... In the book? The I, 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 no, but... I'm. I don't think he kills anyone in the book. The the ghost, I think, takes somebody's head off with the with the roke mallet. I don't think anyone dies in the book. Now that I'm remembering it because because uh, Sc- Scatman Crothers. He he doesn't. Or die uh, God, I, I should use the character's name because. Oh, oh Halloran. Dick, Halloran. Dick Halloran. Dick Halloran. Dick Halloran. Now in the book, uh, Halloran, um, Halloran makes it up there and actually like rescues them. Right. Oh, really? And and uh, and okay. Jack Torrance uh, blows up the hotel. Because he's in love with the hotel, right? With the bo- the boiler, right. yeah. So, but but Holleron gets up there and he and uh, he shows up at just the right time. And he's, he's like, okay, come on, I got this uh, this fucking snowplow or whatever, and um, but he has to like he has to gas it up or something. And yeah. there's this one scene where like Danny's there, and then the shining starts fucking with Dick. Start shining, and uh, and it's like, hey, yeah, like this kid thinks he's better than you, and maybe you should get like so. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like Halloran is actually like the hero of of the story, right? And then in the, mo- in, kill, in the movie, the black guy is like the only one who gets killed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Just like, well, not yeah, like not just killed, but it's like this. Uh, oh, it's like like a like a like a, a full movie lead up to his yeah. arrival. Yeah, and the axe in the chest. As soon as he steps in the door, I still I still. But he went home. Here's a question for you. 
the quote unquote happy ending where Wendy and uh, Danny get into the snowcat and they drive off. Yeah, and in, in their in their um, in their yeah bathrobe pajamas, their, their shorts and their t-shirt. They're for sure going to survive the drive back. <laughs> yeah. they've got a six-hour drive ahead of them. <laughs> they she, don't know where they're going. She drives <laughs> off in a different direction than uh, than Scatman Carruthers came in. Does she? So, so they, she they, drives they, up over a hill into the forest, and, and he came up the, the driveway. And uh, you'd you think that Danny would be like, follow the tracks, trust me on this. Unless it's snowing and then the tracks get erased. It, it has stopped snowing by then, and that was my thought was like, maybe they'll follow the tracks, maybe they can follow the or tracks. Or just the road, just follow the road. Couldn't you use a shot? Well, the road was like there? 20, 20, there's like 20 feet of snow, according to the interviewer. So there's no, uh, there's no, yeah, way there's to like, the yeah, there's, why don't you just stay there? The roads aren't <laughs> being, yeah, just stay, <laughs> just stay there. there, just wait. That the, the rangers are going to be coming at some yeah, point, yeah, yeah. Well, they've been there one month. And they've already seen skeletons. And, That's true. And, uh, oh, I thought that that. Seems... And you know what? The least offensive thing is the is the blowjob. Bear, hey, whatever rows your boat, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, there's nothing really. I wouldn't threat- care. Really really it's, it's almost like the ghosts are like, oh man, is the haunt happening today? <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. I thought come, that was tomorrow. They all come out. At Close once. the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, that scene when she walks into the the lobby and all the, the basically someone's. Like Halloween decorations are sitting on the couches. The skeletons are playing cards, yeah. and the skeletons serving drinks. And I actually started laughing. It could have been that. so much. Scarier. See, yeah. and this and this is my disappointment with this movie mm-hmm. is I just think it would be so much if, if it, there was like a Fight Club thing where it's like there are no ghosts. He's just fucking nuts. Well, right. yeah, you know well, that's what I, mean? what I figured. It was going to be two people's descent into like you know when eagles mate they lock talons and they spin to the ground i've been there done that <laughs> but like if they if they don't mate successfully uh before they hit the ground they both die. then they hit the ground yeah so it's this really that's really um oh, i don't it's pretty intense it's very true? intense oh. yeah it's true and so i don't know uh but if if they're locked in this horrifying marriage yeah eagles are codependent is what you're telling me that like if it became you know a metaphor for the for the, the 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 anger and distrust and toxicity that they were going through, if those ghosts were like a metaphor of yeah. that, then and it leaned more into that, then well, I think it would be a more successful well, movie. I, th- I think that's what they're that's what it was to me anyways because only Jack Nicholson was seeing and I guess uh, Danny on you saw the yeah. twins and stuff, yeah. but as soon as the one ghost opens the door in the uh, in the the pantry to let him out. That changes everything. Yeah. Now the ghosts ah, can do stuff. That one moment, I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. We've, we've gone from unreliable narrator to <laughs> yeah, the ghosts cool. are literally physically able to... Well, Except Danny, there are there are a couple of explanations for for how for how he got out okay. with, without, without there being a, a supernatural intervention. Uh-huh. The wind? Uh, no, there's another door. No, um, no, no, there is. It, 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 in the beginning, when uh, Halloran is showing them the the dried goods or whatever, yeah. and he's like, "You could eat eighteen million different <laughs> sandwiches yeah. for three, thirty three thousand. Here's years. five pounds of corn, green <laughs> corn. Oh my god! Hey, and we've, she, got, we've got twelve turkeys. And she does open up that can of disgusting <laughs> corn, and it's yeah. just like, <laughs> "You've got nine hundred turkeys and steaks yeah. and pork chops, and then the one thing we see her open <laughs> is like nine kilograms. If you of eat that corn. much yeah. lamb, That's you got so you're gross. gonna you need." Some roughage. I like what That's they said. That's all I'm going to say. They said, like, we got 12 turkeys. It's like, who the fuck's going to eat 12 turkeys in well, five months? That's the whole months? thing. <laughs> Honey, I know you're struggling writing. I brought you your hot creamed corn. Yeah. Oh, uh, are Thanks. we having turkey tonight? <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again? Uh, who's the turducken guy? It, uh, it wasn't just for them. Who is the turducken guy? What, what, yeah. is that, what does that mean? Who invented the turducken? Yeah, the football guy. Who invented- Joe Namath? 
No. Uh, John Elway? No. I don't know. What are we talking Name about? Name every football uh, person ever. The, William the Refrigerator Never mind. Perry. He kind of talks like this, and uh, he's a famous football guy. Is he a, but George he's Burns? a football coach, a commentator? Yes. Yeah. But okay. maybe he played football. There's that guy that does the great impression of him. Yes. Rich Little? No, there's a... there's a, there's a uh, On Mad TV. A larger comedian who does this incredible impersonation of this guy. He had his own uh, video game series or whatever. Yes. Uh, anyway, he, he could eat 12 turkeys is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's what we... We went through all of that. <laughs> if, I, if I'd only known his name, it would have been hilarious. It was oh hilarious. And all of our football-loving fans... All, all you listeners, go look at it. But when... Uh, Both of them. And, and, and uh, <laughs> we're going to take a break, and, and, and as soon as I'm finished this thought, Halloran is showing them around, and they go into the dried goods, whatever, the crypt, what you know, where, where, where Jack winds up getting trapped by, food by Wendy. Right. But there's another door. No, we call it a pantry here. <laughs> but he, but, oh, no, but, it's but, a food uh, crypt, I know where I came from. But here's the thing with Kubrick, is there's all, all of these just, like, there is a second door. So they, they walk past the door. It's on the left. And they go around the corner. And there's the other door. And they go in through the other door. But there's a big old... Um, oh, I see what you're saying. There's, that's a big, the there's, that's, there's all this food in the way of the second door. There is a second door. But that's not what happened in the movie. But that is what happens in no, the movie. No, because he's talking to him. And then he hears the door being opened. And then yeah, the but door he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but still. I'm just saying he could have let himself out through that other door. But he didn't. Or the ghost could have been like, idiot, there's another door. <laughs> yeah, that's what, see, if he said that, then that's more plausible. See, But the, the ghost, in my opinion, anyways, opened the door for but him. But now I'm wondering, like, because the only moment of, su- of a supernatural I- intervention I can think of is the ghost opening the door. Yep. So if if Jack let himself well, out, well, there's the ball, there's the ball, right? And so then the there's ball. the key and the the door of room two three seven. Yeah, but Jack could have. But those are those are explainable. That's the whole thing. Is yes. the pantry door is pretty clearly the ghost lets yeah. him out. The, the, well, the, the the ball is not because the ball just shows up and then Danny looks up. and There's nobody there. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, it's yeah, there's, it's yeah. Wiggly, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah, the the for me the pantry thing is yeah, that's it's a ghost. The ghost didn't let him out. Ghost let him out. I think he let himself out. I don't think so. Or, or the ghost is like, uh, extra or day on the ice tray. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh, uh, do I feel stupid? I've been sitting here eating peanut butter and sleeping yeah. on yeah, a bag yeah. of oats. I know. So he's like, yeah. He's like, you've been locked in there for two days. Do you super duper promise to kill your family if I, I left promise. you? Yes. Yeah, I promise. Okay. Also, look to your, I, look to your I, left. I have to go number two so bad, and I don't want to do it in a jar of pickles. Again. Don't um, want to do it in the jar And on that note, we are going to take a very, very quick break. We may or may not have uh, an ad. Or we may or may not be back. Oh, no, oh we'll be back. God. I got, I got okay. more to yeah, we, oh, okay, we yeah. might disappear into the void. Uh, don't nobody go nowhere. <laughs> We have, he hasn't stopped recording. Okay. Um, oh, now, one thing I, I, I noticed more uh, on this viewing than I have on others is... Uh, are, we, are, is so are we back in doing this? I, I think, think so. Okay. okay, so welcome back yes. to... <laughs> We're uh, back. <laughs> please, please, uh, please give us a... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Remember, I have to edit this and it just makes it... Oh, okay, easier. wait. Yeah, but there's going to be a big long... When you Let's look, do... Wait, you uh, do I, know how, I know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you edited these before? I do it all the time. Do you want to uh, do another clap? <sighs> Do you need it? No. Yeah. But uh, do you want to do, the, do, big, you want to do the clap? A big long thin <laughs> you, you little. You seem poised to do the clap. Do Do you want to do the clap? Sure. No <laughs> countdown, you idiot. <laughs> oh, sorry. Three, two, one. Clap. Uh, three, two, one. Fucking moron. No, do it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Three, two, one. <laughs> oh, sorry. Now imagine if Jack Torrance was one of our podcast co-hosts. That would be amazing. Just, 
Because this guy is just oh, always it's such, a just time doing that. such a good time constantly. Such a good time. The fucking blowing point. He's just like, I just fucking hate everything <laughs> yep. except this hotel. <laughs> anyway, uh, quick point I want to make is uh, the music in this. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you feel about it? Is, I, it, is it too much? Or no, it... I, lo- I love the music in it. I think it just totally makes the atmosphere I'm that much better. Like such a huge fan of Wendy Carlos and all of her work. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, like I think Tron 1982 is an amazing. She did Tron. She did Tron. She did Clockwork Orange, and she did, uh, and she did The Shining. I don't. I don't remember any of the. What the, I've seen, obviously, I've seen those films, but I don't remember the the score at all. I'm surprised to hear you say that. A about Clockwork Tron. Orange. I haven't seen Tron in forever. <laughs> yeah, I, fair I, I, I tried Tron. I remember orange. Tron, but not as well as a Clockwork Orange, yeah. largely because it's very bold. The music's very bold, and she yeah. got she got uh, she got a Grammy for Hooked on Bach in 1978 oh. or something like that, which was like. Um, uh, classical Bach music, but done on a synthesizer. She's one of those synthesizer pioneers. Mm. So it has nothing to do with Bach Choi. No, no, it does not. But we can cut that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better joke than you realize. In ten years, it'll it, it'll, 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 it'll slay. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a big fan of Wendy Carlos, so I was a big fan of the, the movie. But I can see how uh, of the of the soundtrack. But I can see how the soundtrack would be divisive. Just well, I, I wish I wish that that great uh, opening uh, music had kind of reoccurred and uh, came back in the movie. Yeah, the fugue of it is is something yeah. that I wish it happened in other places for yeah. sure. I agree. And what is a fugue? It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a dirge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's kind of like a drum. He's a transformer, isn't he? A dirge. <laughs> yeah, dirge. Sure. Actually, he was. He was a jet. He was fucking yellow, I think. Well, there's a funeral dirge, and uh, and a fugue is kind of that 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 squeeze box. I am slightly talking like I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It sound good to me. But I know it's it's that a fugue is kind of a you know a fugue a, a, a dirge a repetitive kind of you know like the opening a credits repetitive to the shining. kind of yeah opening melody like, like what you're doing right melody. now oh great yeah, yeah. <laughs> um moving on na- no no it, it, my question i guess is would the movie be scarier if the music had just kind of let up a bit because this is very it, it's it, it's similar to uh kind of like nolan where there's just ever present music and, mm. and and when you're aware of it it's kind of hard to not notice it yeah no, um, I think there, I, there, there I, are, are there any silent moments in this movie. Oh, there's lots, yeah, well, but I think the, it's a it's a it's another character. Oh, right, of course. The, the, uh, when Danny's uh, riding his big wheel, yeah, in the, but that's yeah. got its own. Not it's like almost like a soundtrack. It's almost like a music. The way the the, the way it goes from carpet to hardwood. Because I notice in in like the second act of this movie, the music seems like like for a fantasy movie. Did anyone else pick up on this? Like it's almost like kind of like a. It's not scary at all. It's kind of like more orchestral. Or yeah, it's like yeah. orchestral and glorious and like mm. heroic. I, I didn't notice that at all. Okay, well, never mind then. Well, it doesn't mean me. it's not there. I just didn't notice. No, it. no, you think I'm an idiot? It's fine, Darren. <laughs> no, no, that's I'm, a different story. By the way, I quit. Dylan, Dylan, I noticed it. Uh, there you go. No, you didn't. I did. I did. Notice it almost it. sounded like like Lady Hawk or something. Yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying, and that's true. Lady Hawk's an. Are you ex- patronizing no, me? No, I'm okay. not. Lady Hawk's an excellent comparison. Because I think it did sound exactly. You're, you're just telling me what I want to hear. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I appreciate your suspicion, but I'm. But I'm not. You fed me too much rye, Duncan. I think it started off strong in terms of its bold synth. Yeah, it's like unsettling, dude, creepy. Like it's, like it's weird and yeah, yeah it's weird because strange. they're just driving along, but the music's like it's so, yeah, it's so, so oppressive. So but heavy. once they're yeah, settled in, the yeah. music it really does sound like fucking Dragon Slayer or something. Yeah. Where it's it's like, well, why is it so fantastic? Hmm. Like it. 
I, don't I, know. Did, I, I didn't notice that. I noticed like that at the, the, the end when everyone's being chased, it has some great sort of jangly kind of sounds, and I yeah. can't I can't really describe it. Um, but I thought we were very effective. I thought the music was great in this. I, for oh, me, the music of, is great, it's, it's but I, things, I just thought one, it was a weird choice. It's one of the things that make this makes this movie better than uh, maybe it should, or make it make it as good as it is. Let's, yeah. let's put it that way. You think the 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 music elevates it? The music elevates it for sure. Yeah, I don't. I think it would be a lot less if the if the music wasn't as uh, as intense. Yeah. Yeah, or if it was like exactly. like, like pop music, I, well, like, I don't, like if like Electric Avenue just came on, yeah, that would, that would be amazing. Yeah. But the, the thing is, like, I don't want to say it makes it more scary because I don't find the movie scary. I think I it maybe had, adds to it. None of it. No, not really. Uh, yeah, Scatman Carthers driving through the woods in his fucking snowcat. That scared me. Well, I, like, I don't want to do that. Different strokes for different folks, yeah. right? Like, did I make the the ET joke yet? I don't think so. <laughs> no, you made it to me last night when we were texting okay. each other. Okay, ever since ever since I was a, okay when I first watched this with Victor, every time I see Scatman Crothers because he flies and then he rents a car, and he has that great line where he's just like, "They all turn out to be a bunch of unreliable assholes." Right. But okay, but you never see how he gets the snowplow. Like he gets he gets the rental car, mm-hmm. and you see the, 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 the you see a, a VW Bug. Okay, I have a question about that. That there's that there's well, he he talks to a guy who says, "Can you can you rent me the snowcat?" Yeah, okay, on the I phone. Mean, okay, yeah. I missed that. I missed and the that. guy says, "Yeah, I, I can I can give you the the snowcat." And he's like, "Well, how long? When can you be here?" He's like, "Well, I'm at the airport right now, so I'll probably be about five hours." And so he knows that when he gets there, he'll get the snow cap, okay. and then he'll drive. Well, I was making a sandwich there, there, at that time. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a scene when we are just talking about where he drives by the accident on the highway in the snow. Right. And it's a VW bug that's been crushed by like a truck or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it sort of lingers on that for quite a long time. Because they, than, is, that, is, that, is that supposed to mean something? Yeah, because, because they drove a VW bug up to the... Up to the outlook. So that was it was symbolic of their everybody being crushed by the oppressive. No, I just think it was showing that like the roads are getting bad. Now. Okay, oh. so, so it, it, didn't, is, it didn't matter if it was like, a VW bug or not. Kind of like you go past this point. It was you, capitalism you crushing the hippie oh, man. Right, right. Not, not their psyches being crushed. It's, by it's the, another conspiracy. The of the overlook. This mo- there's eighty three thousand conspiracies with this movie. There is. I never noticed that there was a fucking rig that crushed a VW bug. I didn't notice that part. Um, but I know until you I saw were, this were you time. making a sandwich with Dylan at that point? Yeah, I was making a yeah, sandwich. You were texting each other with no, the we sandwiches. No, we were like psychically <laughs> connected. That's right. Okay, another question about that. If they if these people have these psychic things that they can do, how 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 did Scatman Crothers not see he's going to get axed by Jack Nicholson I, walking into the well because it's, it's only you know, like you know it's only chatting with each other that kind of you thing. can only see people who are like 800 miles away <laughs> well it's not it's not <laughs> it's anyone up close it's not it's not uh, you know I hate to be uh, you know it doesn't work like that but it's not like precognitive right like he he has the shining where he can like read people's minds and see ghosts I mean that's I really like that conversation between him and Danny about room 237 mm-hmm. you know when he's like uh you know, it's just, you know, there's an energy here and it's just, you know, an energy that it's just like TV. It can't hurt you. And then he's like, well, what's in room 237? And he's like, okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't expect that question. Okay. So never go into room 237. Yeah. He says, he says there's nothing there. Don't ever go in there. Yeah. But there's right? a similar moment. A couple sorry, times. sorry, not going to That's what, but that's what I like about the lead up. I mean, sorry, that's what I hate about the lead up to 237 is that the foreshadowing is so amazing. Yeah. And then what we get is a lady in a bathtub. Oh, so an, that, that, an old woman that, in the, uh, that, with that, her clothes off. That, that, that scene, uh, Scott Mancruthers and Danny having that conversation. 88 takes to do that scene. No, nah, that's Kubrick. While we're on... That's insane. I don't know how the kid put up with it. 
But he was fine. Scott Ben Carter was like, he was losing it. While, while we're on it, the scene on the stairs mm-hmm. is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most takes. Yep. 127. And that's the, uh, you know, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. And she's like, stay away from me. They're, they're both supposed to be, it's not a conversation they did 88 takes of. of well, what do you think is going to happen today? I don't know. What do you think is mm-hmm. going to happen today? That's Hard to Going do eighty eight stairs. Hard to do eighty eight takes of that. But they're walking upstairs yeah. at their like emotional peaks. Yeah. You know, crying, freaking out, filled with rage, yeah. scared beyond belief. One hundred and twenty seven takes. That's insane. There were. Uh, I mean, if we want to talk, I feel like we we got to do a paragraph here at least of how Shelley Duvall was never the same after this movie. It was the hardest thing she'd ever done. <laughs> and I think that life. she suffered. There are parts, there are scenes in this movie where I feel like I'm watching somebody have a oh, psychotic yeah, yeah, break. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm watching somebody have a traumatic event in real time. Like I'm not watching somebody acting like they're scared. I'm watching somebody being pushed past any reasonable expectation of a human being. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's what Kubrick was doing to her. He was like, basically... He was like, you're not giving me the performance I want, so I'm literally going to uh, break you. Yeah, just and, mean to her. And, like, just be, like, just, which is, and people worship Kubrick for this. She, she had a breakdown. The set. Like, what, there's a little documentary that Kubrick's daughter filmed. Yeah. And there's a scene when Shelley Duvall is laying on the floor, they're putting blankets on her. She just lost it and just had a, had a breakdown. Well, she was, uh, uh, you know, she her career is fascinating. I love Shelley Duvall. Mm. I love that she was, she seemed like just to have a luck dragon riding on her shoulder. She was a model and she went to a couple of parties and then was like, I don't know, going out with Martin Scorsese and then got a part, something, something like she just sort of met the right people in rapid succession and got all these cool parts. And she's great. Like olive oil. Olive oil. Yeah. She channels olive oil. And then, and then in here, like it was like somebody said that about, uh, Matthew Lillard playing Shaggy in Scooby-Doo. He doesn't impersonate him so much as channel him. Right. And I feel like it was the same with Olive Oil in uh, in the Popeye movie with, right. with Shelley Duvall. I never saw that. I got so... Oh, you should check what, it out. Scooby-Doo or, or Popeye? Uh, neither. I've, I've seen neither. Popeye is a weird beast because it's Robert Altman yeah. directing... Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall in this yeah. movie that nobody asked for <laughs> yeah. on like an island in the Greek, you know, some Greek peninsula. Yeah. In they, like a sandstorm of cocaine. And they built... Like, like everybody they actually, was fried they on They built movie. the town f- for the movie and the yeah, town's and, still um, there. Didn't Harry Crazy. Nielsen do the music? Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. But uh, Shelley <clears throat> Duvall... Yeah, I wouldn't I got go that far. Shelley Duvall... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I concur. Okay, great movies. That's a bit of a story. But stretch. I'm also not a Robert Altman guy, so... Altman's a weird beast. I don't, He keeps getting... Uh, I saw this other Altman movie with Shelley Duvall, and it's her and Sissy Spacek. Three women. Three women, yeah. It's great. Fantastic movie. Yeah, love Fantastic that. Fantastic movie. Just, I mean, if you want all the Spacek you can handle and all the Duvall you can handle... Yeah. This is the film for you. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, and I would like more. I wish there was more Duvall out there. Yeah. So where were we on The Shining? We were talking about <laughs> Shelley Duvall. Okay. Uh, Shelley Duvall, uh, uh, yeah, was thoroughly abused, I think, on this set of this movie to the point where she was never the same. And now, I think, well, th- there's because the, like when this movie came out, it was nominated for two Razzie Awards. What? Yeah. yeah. One for Worst Director. Yeah. One for Worst Actress, Shelley yeah. Duvall. What I mean is how was, old are the Razzies? I, I this, know, this, this, the, the, this is the first year. And The Shining is like their worst director. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's ridiculous. But that was rescinded like in, a couple of years ago when they found out <clears throat> how what Shelley Duvall had to go through on The Shining. Like, was she got worst actress? She got yeah. she got nominated for worst actress yeah. by the Razzies. I can't. Okay, I don't want. Okay, I I got a problem with the Razzies in the first. Oh, it's place. stupid. The whole thing's stupid. Um, 
Unless you're, unless you're making fun of Bruce it's Willis. Kind of, it's kind of fun when uh, uh, like Halle Berry showed up to accept her Razzie Award. Mm-hmm. And Tom Green showed up to like accept his Razzie oh, Award with his yeah. own red carpet rolling out of his like <laughs> 1976 VW Bug or whatever. Awesome. And because uh, and, and, she won a Razzie and an Oscar in the same year. Oh, right. Right? Both she, for Catwoman, she right? won. <laughs> Yeah, both for Catwoman. <laughs> no, she got Monsters Ball and, uh, and then uh, Razzie for... If I'm right, I might, I might not be right. I think, I think you are right. No, there. you are right. Yeah. It's, it's like, a, um, never that, mind. That guy. <laughs> well, let's get back to The Shining here. Uh, one Eddie thing- Murphy. It's like Eddie Murphy getting nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Dreamgirls. Uh, but then um, uh, fucking Norbit came out. Oh. Like, you know, pick, pick your shit better. Anyway. Uh, one thing I was surprised by is that Red Rum comes into the movie way later. That I that oh, I yeah? remember. Oh, I, it's like right before the shit goes down. I, yeah. But yeah, but I remember him like I, I remember him like you know. Well, what does what does Tony say, Danny? And I thought he was like, we shouldn't go to the Overlook because of Red Rum or something <laughs> like. Right. But it doesn't come in like halfway through the movie. He starts bringing. And you know why that Red is? Rum. Is because uh, more than sixty seconds thought you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. It's like th- that has to be the most obvious. Um, well, when I first watched, it, I, didn't, I didn't get it until I saw it. I don't think anybody gets it until they see that that the, the mirror shot, mm-hmm. right? Like red rum is so fucking obvious when you think about it, yeah. and yet the first time you watch The Shining, you're like, "Well, yeah, red rum." What's he Whatever. saying? That, that yeah. stupid finger. Yeah. yeah, he's a creepy kid. I will give it that. That's a creepy kid actor, right there. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's, he's a really good creepy kid actor. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, kept, I kept thinking, it's like. As an adult, can I wear those sweaters that he's wearing? His Apollo rocket sweater. Oh, that Apollo rocket the, sweater. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Oh, which, which is uh, Kubrick's confession that he faked the moon landing? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I never thought of that. That's awesome. It's evidence. It's well, evidence. You, you got to uh, watch Room 237, this, this totally pointless documentary. I, I have seen it. Okay. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not great, but it's interesting. It's fun, but, yeah. it's, but it's idiotic. It is. Yeah. I think it was, I can't remember, I think it was Scatman's enthusiasm for prunes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> prunes. You gotta, you gotta, gotta be regular. You gotta be regular. regular. You wanna be happy. <laughs> Is that when they're in the? Uh... They're going through. The, they're walking through the kitchen and stuff like that. Oh, by the way, um, note I made here. In 1980, they just let kids hang out with anybody, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's another. That's like, a good we point. drove a mountain and we'll just let this fucking kid run around. First of all, he's by himself in the games room for God knows how long. Yeah, and his parents don't even know where he hey, is. That's a massive hotel. He, they could have he could have been lost for days oh, there. Could, or, they, or just, just abducted. They would have found like a skeleton with his clothes on, his little sweaters Cute on. Cute little skeleton. Yeah, his little finger. <laughs> his little finger talking to him. Hey, yeah, Tony. you know, you know what I did? Like I liked the uh, scene on the airplane when everyone's like all dressed up in like ties, yeah. and jackets, and and there's there's space in the oh, seats, and there's like carpet on the walls. It's amazing, and, and that's it's all just you know just crushed in there. It's chaos and mental yeah. illness. It's like, flying sucks. Yeah, but yeah, it was back in the days, and the people would clap when the plane landed yeah. back then. Well, they still do in other countries. Do they? I found in international travel, I find that a lot of people, the more exuberant countries, tend oh, yeah. to clap, whereas the more sort of <laughs> the more reserved, exuberant countries. reserved countries like what's well, an exuberant own. country? Brazil, maybe. Yeah, Brazil, yeah. Spain, like those yeah. kind of places. Right. <laughs> they're like, hey. Right. Well, but, the flight is like a performance. I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more um, like we're not dead. Yeah, exactly. We got here alive. Uh, oh, also. Danny is a basic bitch. Okay. <laughs> French fries and ketchup is your favorite meal? Well, he's a fucking kid. That's kid, that's kid 101. Yeah, that's you, kid. You know, oh, you French know. fries and ketchup? Yeah. 
like uh, my my kid's uh, favorite meal like, might still be is just pasta with cheese on it. So yeah, it's like you know, basic. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. my daughter's like uh, uh, bread and peanut butter, toast and peanut butter. That's I met a like kid once whose, whose favorite uh, food was a bo- boiled egg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I lost all respect for him. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, kid. It's not like you had a lot of respect. Yeah, for There's a whole anyways. world of food out there. <laughs> Develop your palate, you little shit. Get back I to think, me in ten uh, years. I think it would be a lot of fun to be an extra in the 1920s ballroom scene. Oh yeah. Oh, it, totally. In most of the in most of the scenes, it's just the three of them. But there's like those two scenes where there's like a full on party yeah. happening. Yeah. And I thought that would go. And well. they're it kind of great. noticing. Like, they're good extras. Yeah. Now, you can always... And look, I am a... This oh, podcast I, 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 is recorded in Vancouver. I, myself, have been, I've been an extra fucking dozens of times. I've been an extra times. number of times, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but even I will concede that uh, Vancouver filmed... I can always tell when someone's filmed in Vancouver because the extras are terrible. <laughs> because they're, like, they're pretending just, to just, talk just, to... Yeah. Like, like they're, they're trying so it. fucking hard. Yeah. But well, in, in this, they're just all dressed up like flappers, and they're just kind of like, oh, who's that guy uh, in the blue well, jeans? Well, on the little documentary I was watching, they were, when they are filming that, Kubrick had his bullhorn. He's saying, okay, don't talk. Just mouth the words. Do not nod your heads. Just that's all you do. And that's awesome. all yeah. any Vancouver actor does is just, they just nod yeah. and mouth. Yeah. yeah. But just don't move your head. Yeah, those are yeah. some kick-ass extras. Yeah. I had to rewind three times, though, because there is a moment when uh, uh, Grady spills the... Which is like what banana liqueur or lemon. So. lemon I, I, I love lemon when, when uh, Nicholson pats him on the back and it's all over his back. Well, he says, he says, well, it looks like you got a little bit on yourself there too, yeah. Jeepsy. Slap, Smack. slap. Yeah. But there's a woman who, who brushes past them. Yeah. And she's wearing like a white dress. Okay. And I guess the pattern is that there's like a red crown or something. Let's say. Um, at the bottom of the back of her dress, and it just looks like a bloody hand, handprint. Oh, yeah. And I had to go back three times. But this is me, like, this movie's full of hints. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just really the pattern. Never mind. Yeah, no, yeah. that's, a, that's so, an interesting observation. Man. I noticed a lot of times that Jack Nicholson seemed to look right at the camera. I count at least like three or four times. Oh, he does. Yeah, like you shouldn't do that, right? Unless, an unless Stanley Kubrick tells you to. But why would he? I mean, there's that one moment when uh, when he first uh, uh, meets Lloyd, mm-hmm. when he's just like, I'd sell my soul for a, a beer or whatever. And then he like r- runs his hands down his face. He looks like directly at the camera. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, that's deliberate. Yeah, and he's looking at the, yeah, at the, at the viewer. I also got, okay, so back to the stairs though. 127 takes. Yeah. Uh, well, doesn't, doesn't mean they use the last but one. But Nicholson was a fucking star. I think they used yep. a few of them. Right, just, just chopped them I all together. I think that that's probably, uh, I don't think it's that take that they use. It was a few But was, was Kubrick really that influential that even Jack Nicholson's like, yeah, I'll do this 127 yes. times? Yeah. The- yes. Really? Yeah. Well, like uh, Eyes Wide Shut, the same thing. You know, he made Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman do like hundreds of takes on just walking through a door, that kind of shit. You know, he's just he just he just crazy and wanted to get Still it. Still right. haven't seen Eyes Wide uh, Shut. Yeah, I've seen it once. I like to watch it. I, I would that and the you can get a, you can get around to it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Oh, Paths of Glory is fantastic. Yeah, I do have yeah. to see it. Yeah. it have you great. seen Have you seen The Killing? No, Killing's great too. Killing's great. This would that, but that brings me to the bartender Lloyd Joe Turkle, uh, who played uh, Doctor Eldon Terrell in Blade Runner. 
Oh, that's why I recognized him. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And yeah, but, without the glasses, I didn't recognize him. But he was in Paths of Glory. He was in The Killing, and he was in The Shining. All three Kubrick films. He loved using Joe Turkle. Yeah. And uh, Joe Turkle played a fantastic Eldon Terrell in um, in Blade Runner. Okay. He oh. was. He was. I. I. Well, we're not talking about Blade Runner, so. Another no, time. but we. You know, we should. We well, should. Not, not tonight, though. No, we actually we haven't done a. Um, uh, a really Scott? A Scott at all. If one. you oh. do, please look me up. Because yes. I really love Blade Runner. Yeah. Well, let's talk, let's talk about the anyway, movie time. Um, yeah, okay. So notes, notes, oh, notes. Oh, one thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wendy looks like she could be, uh, I think that uh, Shelley Duvall could be the mother of Lucas Haas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. With the, with the eyes and the like ears. From, from Witness. Yeah. 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 yeah, but instead, Kelly McGillis. <laughs> You're shaking your head. Kelly McGillis was the mother in, I know. in Witness. I know. She's great. Oh, what sorry. I'm saying I is thought you were saying that Shelley Duvall gave birth no, to I'm, Kelly I'm, McGillis or something. <laughs> I was like, what, what? What? What's going on now? No, I, I'm, what I'm saying is Peter Weir really missed a trick there because he should have cut oh. Shelley Duvall. Right. Uh, well, it's, it's too late. If, yeah, she should have been there. Um, I like that, the, that uh, Jack refers to his wife as his sperm bank. He's you talking ne- to the, uh, you never, the old sperm bank. You never, you never heard that before? Yeah, but uh, I. It's not a cool thing I to say. My dad that. routinely just, referred to my mother as a sperm bank. <laughs> he, he's, this, when he's talking to Lloyd, he he's talking says to Lloyd. Is it the Lloyd or Grady? I can't remember. And the, it's he, Lloyd. It's Lloyd. Lloyd the, the yeah. Yeah. Dear Lord. I know. What That's an weird. awful thing <laughs> to say. Just a little trouble it's, with the old sperm it's, bank. It's so harsh. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. Did anyone else notice in Durkin's garage that there's a perv... Looking at the girly calendar on the wall. <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. So when when uh, uh, Halloran is is that's just uh, my wife coming home. Okay, like it sounded like a, um, a cash register. Yeah, no, it was, it was just the the airlock for the, but, but the space they were getting blown. Out. They go to uh, the yeah when Halloran gets to Durkin's garage. There's and it's not just like subtly. There is a girly calendar on the wall, and there's a dude standing maybe half a foot. Like, his face is right up to the photo. And uh, and he comes over like, can I get the car and all this? And they're unreliable assholes and so on and so to, forth. I was trying to make out the, the, the images on the wall. I couldn't really, I don't know. It's no, but, but then there's, like, I, I swear, he's, it, 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 it's like the end of... Uh, of uh, of the Blair Witch Project, right. like he's just like <laughs> he's standing just... <laughs> with his face at the wall. That would be funny in Blair Witch if that's what he was looking at. And then, yeah. then I'm like, yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> all <laughs> half a step to the left, and yeah, it's just like Miss August or whatever. <laughs> but it's all snowy out there, and I'm like, maybe though. this guy is, has been sitting there for hours waiting for a car, and he's just like, I'm so bored. I'm going to look at this. <laughs> yeah. gonna... No, it's really weird. I like all. Oh, stuff. how well lit this movie is! Yeah, is what I want to talk about. But, sure, um, go ahead. But no one ever really talks about like you know the lighting people. Well, the the the, the lights because they have the like they have like super ass lights outside the building blowing in through the window to make it look like it was like daytime, but yeah, lots of yeah. snow, which I, which added to the uh, that eerie. No, what what I mean is usually with a haunted effect. house movie, it's like oh look, it's a creepy hallway where it's all dark. But in this, it's like everything is really really well lit. Yeah, lit. I, I, I'm so tired of watching movies in the dark. Yeah, just, oh, I can't fucking see anything. These days especially. Especially if I watch in the daytime, I, I can't see anything that's going on. Um, I guess uh, we do have to acknowledge that the all-time best parody trailer ever oh. is uh, I know where you're going. Shining. Shining. Right? You know, yeah. where, where they, Shining. Shining. This summer, Shining. <laughs> Meet like, Jack. He's, uh, or, Meet Danny. He's a kid looking for a dad. Yeah. I'm your new foster <laughs> father. Um, and then uh, what's the uh, the 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 Gabriel 
It's not, um, yeah, grab your things, I'm going to oh, yeah, take yeah. you home. Yeah, yeah they, cut, they cut into uh, Salisbury Hill. Salisbury Hill. Really? As the car, oh, you've never I, seen I, the trailer? I, I haven't seen this. Just look up. It start, this was like a film student's project to do, you know, recut a trailer with a different intent. And so they recut The Amazing. Shining to be a, a family-friendly, warm, <laughs> you romantic, know, comedy. romantic comedy. And, it's, and it works, and it's fantastic. It. And then, but that spawned the whole... Uh, recut a film trailer right. like it's yeah, yeah. You deep know. blue sea like it's a fucking, yeah right but yeah. the 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 shining trailer remains the the hallmark oh it's remains, the best remains I'll, the goat I'll, of, I'll, of I'll check that out yeah there's, sure. a, there's a bit when Jack Nicholson he's eating the eggs and he's like I I love it I love it terrific yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like oh, that scene too because it's eleven thirty, and I'm like, you're not getting a lot of work done at this. Like, and they know. even throw in Jack Nicholson making out with the, the rotting corpse. It's yes. as, as, as like a big kiss. Oh. Yeah, and and then of course Peter Gabriel's uh, Salisbury Hill is playing through like. Oh yeah, check it out. Um, if I can, I'll I'll edit it onto the end of this podcast. And just, okay. Just yeah, the, the, the audio alone is, yeah, is fantastic. Uh, what did you people make of Doctor Sleep? Oh, good question. Well, it's, it's like I saw I saw Doctor Sleep a few years ago. I liked it a lot. Um, I actually brought it home with the intent of watching both for this podcast, but I didn't get around to watching. Oh, Doctor that Sleep. would have been a neat. I thought about that too, but I didn't. I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I was over at the the campy shop at RJ's shop, and I said, "Oh, yeah, Doctor Sleep." I saw that. I'm a big I'm a big Mark, Mike Flanagan fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Flanagan. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to his next one, which, which is also a Stephen King. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I haven't read the book. Mm. It's, it's someone's name or whatever. Right. I don't know. I uh, was very skeptical going into um, Doctor Sleep. Mm. I, I hadn't read the book, and uh, I'm like, really, a sequel to The Shining? But it isn't really a sequel to The Shining as much as it's like a, like a, a continuation. Another, yeah, but it's not like a direct sequel, you know. Yeah. So it, I never it, read the it's book. It's an either. entirely different set of circumstances with just one or two of the same characters but from the original. Apparently, book. it's quite faithful to the Doctor Sleep book, but I haven't read that, so um, I can't say really. What, 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 what did you do? What do you think of that? I liked the movie a lot. I think that some people uh, hated it in terms of it not being horrific enough, or Kubrick enough, or Shining enough. And somebody else said, you know, it wasn't a very good horror movie, but it was a really good superhero origin story. It was a good, oh. it, it, well, fantasy. And I was like, okay, that's a good way because I think a lot of people went into it looking to have the pants scared off them, and that didn't happen. They Much came like out with their pants on, they came out with their pants on. Much like I'm assuming happened to a lot of people when they saw The Shining back yeah. in the days. They might have went in there looking for a, a terrifying thrill ride, kind of like me. Yeah, they got a two and a half hour introspective, <laughs> yeah. strange, and then it had a strange ending. But I really the scene where uh, Rose the Hat falls into the teenage girl's mind trap in the dream yeah 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 that's some that's maybe 10 minutes of the best film i've seen in the last 15 years oh. i cannot get <laughs> I'm gonna enough have to, i'm gonna have to watch that again and, of that scene. and i will throw in that um the scene where um uh the kid baseball player yeah, where they is, take, ab- is abducted yeah that's it falls into fun. the most so so, some of the most like genuinely like disturbing horror like that scene stays with me yeah, yeah. i found it incredible to the point where i almost couldn't watch the rest of the movie yeah because oh. it really, really fucked with me. Apparently, the kid was such a good actor that the actors had a hard time with that scene. Yeah, because the the adult actors were kind of like, "Are are you like, are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. You keep ruining the the tape. Yeah, you <laughs> like, are, I'm idiot. I'm he's doing my job. Lane. You do yeah. yours. You know." Like, <laughs> did you guys watch the? It's uh, a really disturbing scene. Yeah. Did you watch the theatrical? The director's cut on that one. Uh, well, theatrical, I guess. Uh, theatrically, I, I, was, I, I was unaware of it. I, I saw it. Yeah, uh, it's another twenty minutes longer. Or something another like one I saw with Victor Toth actually. Good old. Um, I'll show. Oh, 
Wait, and also for some reason, Victor and I just both like we both just when we saw it when we were twelve and we saw Jack Nicholson going like, "Daddy boy." We just burst out laughing. Oh, when it's, he's, it's when like, he's, there's no way to take that seriously. So when he's running through the woods and he's to me, he sounded like um, uh, Peter Boyle and Young Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not red. We're not red. <laughs> now, before we move on, um, uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, Flanagan was walking a tightrope there because he's he's a filmmaker yeah. who is adapting a book. By an author who famously hated the adaptation yeah. Yeah. of the source material that's, of that's tough. What you know a, what I mean? What a gig to take on. Yeah. So they can't. So they can't. And in the book, um, the uh, Overlook blows up. It's burnt down. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, now I haven't read the book Doctor Sleep, but I want to. But they you never will. So they have to go back to the Overlook. Spo- spoiler: They actually go back to the Overlook. So I guess he just had to like invent a third act that wasn't. Um, I don't know. Well, in the book, but it, it, it's Dr. really Sleep it's episode. really really good. Yeah. I, I I loved it, and what I'm wondering is, it, it, Duncan, how did you feel about the actor who played uh, Jack Torrance? Because Jack you, Torrance you is, is now Lloyd. No 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 no. You um, and McGregor is Danny Torrance. Oh, oh right, right, right right right. It was the kid from ET, Elliot. Oh, you're right. It was yeah. it was Henry Thomas. He, he played a. He's uh, in all of Flanagan. He's been stuff. doing yeah. some fucking horrifying shit lately. Well, he was also <laughs> in uh, Valmont, uh, the Canadian remake of Dangerous Liaisons. Was that Canadian? I wasn't aware. And he played uh, Keanu Reeves's uh, scene mm-hmm. or, or role, which was uh, uh, the sort of young upstart guy that. Um, See, I psh, whatever. We're not I know Henry about, Thomas yeah. is the kid from ET, and there was this movie called The Quest that nobody <laughs> yeah, remembers. That nobody remembers. Um, but I saw it in the theater because I was such a big ET fan, and then nothing until Mike Flanagan. All right. Anyway, but like whoever played uh, Jack Torrance as the bartender. Okay, whatever. We're not talking about Doctor Slate. Let's get this on track because this, this is already going long. Let's talk some. Okay, a couple, a uh, couple things. Just yes. a couple more things. Yeah. Uh, when it cuts to. Uh, Jack Nicholson's frozen to death face in the maze. Yeah. That is still comedy dynamite to me. Yeah, That's still yeah. one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Because of the eyes, they're like looking straight up. And, yeah. Yeah. Did he, yeah. Did he, he die across. staring up at the, the snow? It's such a dopey expression in the the uh, the ice frozen. I mean, it should be horrifying, but yeah. it's not. And uh, I thought that was it was pretty. It's, it, it is pretty funny. That's yeah. for sure. Okay, the, the thing, the, the one last thing that I want to talk about is the photograph on the wall at the end. Was that amazing shot? That's yeah. a slow yeah. like, zoom into the shot of Nicholson at the July Fourth Ball in 1921. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that even mean? What well, you? He's been sucked into the hotel. So it's that whole thing of like, um, so he, his, you know, why uh, it's like, or like on Event Horizon where it's like, we have to get home. And Sam Neill's like, I am home. You know, like you're, he, he has now always been there. But, but is he, but so is he, is this, was he not in the picture before he got to the hotel? No, he's always home? been there. So, we, but that's, what I, that's, I don't understand It's that. a time travel thing. It's a time travel thing. Yeah. I was thinking like, is there something, yeah, some time like weird phantasm sucking into the vortex. You know, you, you know, go, you know, you're not, you're, I, well, am yeah. I being too literal? No, like, I think you're being too literal, but you're also under, like, I think that it's kind of, it's like a Terminator thing, right? Like the, uh, John Connor coming back to protect, uh, Sarah Connor from the Terminator. Right. Uh, so he can be born. Means that, uh, there was a timeline where the, Terminator came back and was successful at killing Sarah Connor. So now John Connor has to be sent back to protect her. 
Is that what that means? What? Yeah. So there was a first timeline where it worked. But the thing is, no, if there it, wasn't. Think of it. If it worked, then he would never be born. No, no, so no, no, he couldn't no, no. Come back. No, you're, no. I think you're. I think you're wrong about that, Duncan. I think there was a. a no, no, no. But he came back because he was aware of the threat to her life, because it worked once. Where, where but if you, it worked, then he couldn't. Well, where, where do you, where do you get that? <laughs> all, I'm, all I'm saying is that, like, yes, his picture. He didn't show up in the picture until he arrived at the Overlook, and it magically just. But after he arrived at the Overlook. He had always been in the picture, or 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 it was one of those joke photos where you dress up as a cowboy. Well, what do you and notice? it's like you're, you know, like I mean, if, I there's, if there's a picture of a party in 1921 on the wall of a hotel, I'm not going to be like, hey, wait a second, that picture changed. Yeah, maybe I don't know. If I'm if I'm in this hotel for up to five months, I'm probably looking at all the shit that's everywhere because it's like there's only so much to do there. Yeah, given they've only been there for like a month and change, still, but I don't know that I I, I always thought that that. It was such a confusing. Oh, I, like like a lot of things in this movie, like the ghost opening. Yeah, it's, door a, it's a spooky ghost thing. Yeah. So, but, if, but, but you're looking for like a scientific answer. I'm, I'm looking for. I'm looking at too. I'm looking at this movie well, too literally. Is I think is the problem. Like, like <laughs> the so. what, the ghosts went to the. Um, like, was he always a ghost? The, the ghosts took the photo, the, the negatives, and they went down to oh, the uh, okay. development lab. <laughs> yeah, right and the, they're the, like, the is there a way that we can add Jack Nicholson <laughs> it's just, in the very, very front? This, yeah. In the it's, very, very front, exactly. It's um, just meant to assume that he's like he's like the woman in room 237 now. He's he's always been there. I, so he's always been a ghost. Okay, I had... A, I had yeah, after, he's, after he died in 1980, right. he's always been a ghost going back to... He's always so been he's well, no, a, no, a ghost but, but, traveling but, back to, in time. He's part of, of the, the hotel. hotel. He's part of the hotel, like the couches. And well, the but but, but Halloran well, kind of kind of spells it out, saying like a lot of bad things have happened here or whatever. And I, I, I've just always taken it to, to mean that... Yeah, you get sucked so, in by the. But it's also like a, a Grady, who is the um, the waiter, the caretaker. In uh, yeah, the, so yeah, he, he, he's the waiter in nineteen twenty one. Twenty one, and also the caretaker who murders his family in nineteen seventy. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, I've always been here. I don't know what you're talking about. See, that doesn't really but, make any but, sense. But, but, I, but I, I get, I get. You, you, get you get the ghosty mental part, but you yeah. don't get the photograph part. The yeah. hard evidence. The hard evidence yeah. is that it's not making sense to me. Yeah, but fair enough. Whatever. Yeah, it's you're fine. you're applying like forensic logic to this. <laughs> That's all I do. It's a haunted photograph. It's yeah. like it's a spooky photo, but there is an. I just found this out today, but there is actually an alternative ending to yes. uh, the Shining, uh, where it was all just a dream. Kind of. No, no. I'm kidding. Um, it's like literally they, they shot this and then didn't use it. It's where Wendy and Danny are in the hospital after like, I guess, mm. surviving hypothermia. And I, think, I think Dick, or whatever. Dick O'Halloran, is he still dead? Is, oh, he's totally he's, dead, okay. yeah. But then um, the, fucking, the fucking guy who gave Jack his job yeah. um, shows up and, and is like, yeah... We don't. We don't. I know what you're talking about. Like, there's nothing wrong with the hotel. In fact, we don't even have a caretaker. And, and then his body. They never found his body. No. What I'm like. Like, it's just either it's a cover up where it's like this happens all the time, but just no one ever <laughs> hears about it, or the guy who gave Jack his job is like is like in like in cahoots with the oh, ghost yeah in cahoots with the overlord <laughs> to, <laughs> well, I heard, to, to I, like to, to send suckers like that's literally the ending is like 
No, we went up and uh, there's there's nothing up there. There, right. there, there there's not a, there, there's not like, a man lying there with an axe in his chest. Yeah, you know what I mean. And there the isn't a frozen he's dude in the, the carpet. He's yeah. counting his ghost dollars that he got <laughs> yeah. given by the ghost. That's dollars. right. So and, I, and I don't find the, the, that the final scenes of interviewing the next guy that's coming. But you can see why they cut it because it because yeah. it, 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 it it doesn't answer any questions. It's no, just, it just leads. Actually, it just opens more. But apparently, when uh, they cut that out, they were the films had already been delivered to the theater, and they had the the, the dudes that uh, ran the Whatever the projectionists no. cut that scene out of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. They were just like, they were like, "This is awful." Yeah, yeah. Just, they just went and did it on their own. Community editors. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like in Fight Club where they cut all the they splice things into the yeah, uh, yeah. These penises. Yeah. So with yeah. that, there's two more, two more things. Oh, yes, man. So sorry. That's okay. No, so no. Sorry. This is fascinating. Uh, the two, the two things are: there's a YouTube interview with Shelley Duvall that was done about three years ago by a couple of internet enthusiasts who tracked her down to I think somewhere in Albuquerque or uh, Albuquerque. Uh, yeah, either New Mexico. Some one of the one of the, the ho- tunnel there underground. The hotter with states. a rabbit. <laughs> no, no, just one of the hotter states. <laughs> And, you know, like there was an expose on Dr. Phil that happened like five years ago or wherever where she was, um, they, they showed pictures of her now and she's put on like, you know, whatever, 50 or 60 pounds. And, you know, she looks like uh, she has aged. Yeah. She's, which she, is an unforgivable sin for uh, somebody. Oh, for a like, woman in Hollywood. For a woman, Hollywood. Or a woman anywhere, really. But yeah. uh, she's obviously had a lot of mental health struggles. And uh, to have her on uh, Dr. Phil was kind of like a freak show you know, parade her around. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little kind of cruel. It was very cruel. Yeah, yeah cruel. So, the, but these two, uh, two internet uh, horror film enthusiasts who tracked her down in New Mexico interview her, and they're like deeply respectful, and they're they're so into finding her, and uh, I think they impressed upon her that this is in no way uh, exploitative, you know, uh, gotcha journalism mm-hmm. kind of thing. We just love you. And so they interview her and, she, you know, she's in her, they, she's still in the driver's seat of her car for the whole interview. But she talks a bit about uh, the filming of Popeye and how um, she got so into the role that it took her like four months after filming had finished to stop going, Stopping stop off. going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's oh, because awesome. she kept doing that throughout the whole movie. And, you know, she's, you know, it doesn't seem like she's holding on that well, but she is surviving. And uh, it's God, a really, poor woman. it's yeah. a really nice, it's a really nice interview. Cause I, I wish that there were like, you know, like an army of Duvall's. Like I just, I just, she was so unusual and so strange with her giant eyes and ears and her just, you know, massive teeth. Massive <laughs> yeah, teeth. Yeah, yeah. Her, her, like her whole look like she was a model because she happened to be famous in a time where everybody was, you know, six feet tall and weighed 20 pounds, right? You know, like that was, she had the the frame for it. Yeah, she had a look too. And sure. a look, right? Yeah. And a very, that, that twiggy kind of, kind of look but her, her presence is so unique and I just I, I just really you know I love Duvall so yeah. it's, it's great to see her in this film and I'm sorry it was such a negative experience yeah, it was just, for um, her and it's, been, on, it's on screen it's not like some yeah. behind the scenes things you're I, like wow they broke well, her well see and we could talk about that for an hour yeah sorry let's do yeah. that but the interview is good the interview no no but, 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 but I concur where it's there is a part of me watching this where I feel like I'm watching someone be traumatized yeah and and people kind of write it off like, well, it's the price you pay for a great movie. I'm but, like, you know, I think like, you can make a great movie without yeah. traumatizing. Yeah, her she's she's a good okay. enough actor. You don't need to traumatize her to yeah. to get the performance. And it's almost like, well, it's very much Kubrick, an insecure artist himself, just like taking his shit out on, yeah, a woman. Well, it's um, like uh, Hitchcock and the Birds or whatever, right? Mm. 
Well, oh. well but both uh, Nicholson and Charlie Duvall said it was the hardest movie they've ever heard. The, the, the most difficult thing they've ever done acting. Yeah, was. like it it broke Duvall, I think. I, there's evidence just suggests that it broke Duvall. But I, I do think of Nicholson, too, where I'm like, that was 127 takes for Nicholson, too. Yeah. Being enraged, yeah. being, you know, on the edge. Yeah. And, can and you getting be, hit in the head with a bat <laughs> or like, at the like, end of every one of them. I, I like that she she choked up on the bat. That was good form. Yeah. You know, if she was a little further down on the yeah, bat, she, well, she's, she's swinging well, wildly. Well, she's, she's going to bunt, control. you know, she's not swinging for the fences. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was, yeah, exactly. Okay, we got we to gotta make this quick. The, uh, only, uh, the only other thing I got to talk about is the uh, recreation in Ready Player One. Oh, oh right, yeah. do we have to? No, we don't have to. <laughs> Thank you. Because um, that was my least favorite thing in a movie that I hated. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair I'm enough. sorry. It was, it was we so, should talk. It sorry. Was so, it was no, so I'm sorry. I, I, I want to say I'm 100% into what you just said. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Ready Player easy. One is, uh, it's it's okay. I love Spielberg, but dude, he disappears up his own ass a million different ways in that movie. Yep. Garbage. I it's, tried to read the book. It's, it's, it's garbage. It's so frenetic. I, I'm it's so, so sick of people watch. telling me that the book is really no. The book is 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 I feel, the, I feel the wank bad. fantasies yeah. of a fucking video game misogynist. The, the garbage. Uh, the Arthur, the author uh, uh, Ernest Klein started out in slam poetry in uh, in Texas, and oh. his early slam poetry it would make you laugh your head off. Oh, well, I'm I sure. saw the one it's he so did good. where he's like, "I'm looking for a woman who's kind of fat or whatever." Oh, the nerd porn author. I can't. Re- I can't remember. No, but Airwolf is a really good poem of his. But I, I was I was all. It was a shame because I know that he married a, a poet that I know. And uh, I, I, I wish him all the success in the world. But I had the same thing when I, when I, I read the book and I was like, I didn't care for that very much. And mm. then I saw the movie and I was like, I didn't care for that. Yeah. Very much. I have a friend who saw it four times in the theater. Oh, four. And she's just like, it's really that, great. Yeah, no. And, I, and I'm like, I am like, okay. It's been said before, but, be you, said but, again. But, but you don't take the Iron Giant and turn him into a fucking weapon. No. It's. The antithesis of the point <laughs> of that fucking movie yeah. and how they didn't know this going in. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, Ready Player One is garbage. Yeah, I, and and I, then I what, watched what, what, Iron what, Giant the other day and I was like, I not gun, and I'm like, oh god, I got something in my eye. Yeah, you I know. know like, every time, every time. Yeah, yeah. We should do the Iron Giant actually. So um, okay, <clears throat> one, one more thing to say. Um, interesting. Uh, there are other actors that were considered. Uh, Jack Nick- Kubrick wanted Jack Nicholson. Right. Yeah. Um, but other people that uh, were bandied about. Hervé Velasquez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don Knotts. Uh, Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don but, Knotts would be amazing. Yeah. Or I'm Stan- just going to bash your Steve- fucking brains <laughs> yeah. Steve Buscemi. Peter Falk. I don't know. Um, really, uh, Chris, Peter Falk? Uh, Chris, no, uh, Chris Christopherson was his numbers two choice, which really? would have been weird. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, and then after that was um, De Niro. I think John Voight was on there. Uh, wasn't Robin it? Williams, which would have been fucking weird. That would have been terrifying. Yeah. Now, where do these lists come from? I don't. What, uh, I'm just sorry. Get them off the internet. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Harrison Ford, and yeah, and, but and uh, John Voight, and Mar- Michael Moriarty as well. Oh, Michael Moriarty. Yeah. Which we're going to do one of his movies soon, and I'm not going to tell you which one until later. Are we really? Yes. Because I can't. I only know him from some TV show. Anyways, um, let's uh, let's uh, wrap this up. Okay. Yes. Shall we go to our guest? Yes. Two so, questions, yes. Duncan Shields. Oh, you want to do it, Darren? No, you go ahead. Oh, please. Two questions, Duncan Shields. Question number one: Does it hold up? Question number two: If you were programming a double feature. Like they have at the at uh, the Rio Theater, we, yeah, we, or two for one Mondays. Actually, I don't think they do. Video store, we don't have. Well, anymore. we can't do that anymore. No, we can't do that anymore. Get over it, there. <laughs> I'm never going to get um, over it. Never, never, never get <laughs> over anyway, it. Anyway, if, no. if does it hold up? And if you were programming a double feature, what movie would you program with The Shining? Uh, hell yes, it holds up. Uh, I think it very much holds up. 
Um, there's something about those older films that uh, when you up them because they were shot on film, uh, still look great. Yeah. You know, but you get these, um, you, you can, yeah, you can remaster film for the next 50 years and it's still going to look amazing. Uh, my idea for a double bill, I had a couple ideas. Uh, I guess I want to see what you guys say first. No. Um, I don't want to see what you guys say. We'll see what you said. Uh, my pick would be The Lighthouse. Oh, which I have not Actually, yet that's seen. Actually, that's a great pick. For isolation, for people going, going uh, for, for I, lose, I love the I've only seen it once. I'd love to watch it again. It's yeah. so entertaining. It's so, so entertaining. Yeah. So entertaining. Yeah. But that would be my, my pick for um, people Excellent. losing it in isolation. Nice. What was your other one? Oh, uh, Bug. Oh, uh, Bug's cool too. Yeah. The freaking film. Yeah. yeah. And that's uh, just, again, uh, Michael Shannon and... Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd yeah. in a in a hotel room. <laughs> They're high on meth and they think bugs are under their skin or yeah. oh, something. Yeah. I have but to watch that. It's, it's really cool. Uh, it's dark and gross and weird. Yeah, and I, I really wouldn't like call it. it a good film, but man, I like it's, it. It's, I call it a good film. I, I would yeah. say it's it's. I'm glad I watched it, and yeah. uh, I would say that's another one for isolation. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Or 1408 for a haunted. Oh yeah, yeah that's pretty good. That's oh, pretty uh, good. I think I watched that one again. Actually, it's very underrated. Yeah, it's just yeah. Kuzak in a room. It is pure right? schlock, and it knows it. That's why I love 1408. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, a ghost story, or the others for to get the ghost perspective. It's funny because uh, the last one we did, the Changeling, the others was my pick. Right, the, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Pick. And the Changeling also has the ball coming out of nowhere. Yeah, actually, I was going to tell you all the movies that have balls coming out. Of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, there's so many like the scary ball, the scary bouncing. ball. Very effective. Yeah, and the, and also the scary uh, buried on the Indian burial ground, as they called it back in the eighties. Yes, right. Indeed. There's so many movies like the Amityville Horror, well, Poltergeist, stop doing it. Pets, Pet Cemetery. I know you think they'd learn, <laughs> that's the, but it's <laughs> the whole Indians country. Should stop burying <laughs> their that's, dead. That's true. That's true. <laughs> What about you, Dylan? What are your uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, we're going to me. Yeah, let's go to you. Uh, yeah, holds up. Totally holds up. Um, same problems it's always had, but every time I watch it, I still love it. Forty eight years later, I guess so. No, uh, not, not right. quite that. Forty three years later. Sure. Yeah. Um, as for a pairing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way, way to way to be prepared. Uh, oh, somebody, somebody wrote some bullshit on my fucking notes. <laughs> yeah. Was that, uh, did Robin uh, adopt your no, notes? No, it's somebody in this room because, okay. So I, <laughs> oh, I, did, I did nothing. For some reason, I kept thinking of Jacob's Ladder as I watched this. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a guy being uh, driven crazy. I like to do that by, for the podcast you know, at some but point. But we, we brought uh, Jacob's Ladder a number of times yeah. and, and we're probably going to do it. Yeah. Great movie. Great um, movie. I would love it. So that's not my pick. <laughs> so we're not talking about what you don't um, want to pick. But the la- <laughs> but at the last minute, I went with another movie about a haunted house that involves an alcoholic dad. Um, and no one's seen this, but it's called Poltergeist 2, The Other Side. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've seen <laughs> Um But you know what I like it's about... No, Pol- it's no Poltergeist 3. It's Pol- Poltergeist 2 is the one with a creepy old man that, that coming out of the house. And right? that's why I picked it is because yeah. it's like, well, there's like the creepy old pastor... Uh, and also the dad has a drinking problem and he's kind of abusive and whatever. Is that the one where he drinks the tequila worm? He, he drinks the tequila, tequila worm and has an eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So that's my pick. One of my, uh, Even though I, have, I literally haven't seen it in 25 years. <laughs> my, that's all right. A favorite story about Poltergeist 2 is my dad looked a tremendous amount like the old guy, the old scary pastor. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, Did he wear that uh, big wide brim hat? No, he didn't. But uh, But he was a bus driver. In, oh, wow. in, in Vancouver, and so sometimes kids would get on this bus <laughs> and be kids. like, 
It's it's the guy from Poltergeist. And he took great pleasure in going, you're all going to die. <laughs> As he slams the door yeah. shut. And they would squeal and run to the back of the bus, and awesome. they'd, all, they'd all have a good laugh. But Carol awesome. Ann. <laughs> Imagine if your name was Carol Ann. How horrifying. I know I know a Carol Ann. It'd be and weird I, if you And I talked to her. I was like, she, she's our age. And I was she's like, got to be creepy, right? I was, no, she's, a, she's one of the smartest people I know. But, but she's a bit creepy? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. But I said to Damn. her, like, I was like, you know, boy, when Poltergeist came out, people must, Carol Ann, you must have had that said she was uh, like yes yes yeah. i did yeah. we should honestly i think the poltergeist trilogy is definitely worth watching because yeah. i didn't, they're, they're, I didn't, they're, I didn't they're see three till the, recently the third always, one is pretty, really interesting they're all pretty good movies yeah. the first one you know it's classic and the second one's they're, they're all worth watching for sure minor note i used to work at science world and there was this thing called body worlds which is a very famous exhibit where yeah. they took human corpses <laughs> I love or that. sorry specimens as yeah. we were supposed to refer and to them slice them all open and, and cut them up and made them look like c-3po and, and with, shit with i mean it was fucking it was fucking horrific I love but, it. but we were it's like no it's science but it's well i thought it was i loved the exhibit but i get how people it's gross Gross, okay, now, cool. now you were there for like maybe one hour. I worked there <laughs> 40 hours a week. You had I to worked sleep there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I should have. Wow. Um, for, yeah. an extra, for an extra $20, you so, could sleep so, so 40 hours a week, I'm standing next to corpses, and everyone else is like, it's so meaningful. And yeah, and, and, and people are just like signing up to this list going, like, please plastinate me. Yeah. No, now, there was this in. video, now the actual weird German scientist who was in Dr. Plastine so or whatever weird. his fucking name was. He did a live autopsy on British television and it caused a, a, a fervor among the Is this human centipede guy? No, but oh. anyway, so the guy has, what's that condition when you have no hair on your head? Halopecia. He, had, he has halopecia. Yeah. There's no hair anywhere. And he dresses entirely in black yeah. and wears a black fedora. And the second I saw him, I went... It's the fucking Poltergeist Reverend too. from Poltergeist too. No, he's got this uh, this this process of preserving corpses, and he looks like the creepiest person. You see him, and you're like, he's perfect for that oh, job. Oh, well, there you go. Of yeah, course yeah. you did. Of yeah. course you did. And everyone's like, oh, sign sign up and turn me into one of your works of art. And I'm like, he's gonna take your hand and make it into an ashtray. Like, dude, <laughs> you know, do not give this man your corpse. When I Whatever saw, you do, what I saw, I saw that exhibit in London, and they had, <laughs> I. I I, I I kid you not. They had um, a Harry Potter exhibit where it was a a ten year old boy who had been uh, flayed, oh. and he was wearing his own skin around his neck like a cape that was flapping behind him. Jesus Christ! And his intestines were <laughs> the broom that You're, he was are riding. You joking? No, I'm not. I'm not joking. And that was the one exhibit in the whole, like the whole exhibit I saw, which was like some they had. Uh, like twenty three babies that were like from, oh yeah that was at the Vancouver from like, one uh, too from like you know like two days after being created to like you know nine months and they had a, 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 a like an eight months pregnant woman with like a her stomach was like quarter sectioned open like the core of the earth and I was like still at that point <laughs> I was like scientifically this is amazing yeah right but like Harry level. Potter the Harry Potter dead 10 year old boy <laughs> with his skin flapped the boy, he, the boy who died but he had yeah. <laughs> he had uh, he had big round prop glasses on him and like a like a wizard hat and i was like no did that, did that no this is too far this? this is too far did they this murder somebody do you know what we had uh and this is where there's I, a line to walk with that right? yeah that's i'm that's, telling you we had a c-3po we had a C-3PO. You had a C-3PO? It was, it was like a fucking, it was like a corpse that was made to look like C-3PO, and it was called the Star Man. It was all like, it oh was my all God. like, yeah, no, that guy's a fucking creepy weirdo, 
and uh, he is. and we should throw him into a volcano. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, about that. so uh, so Darren. Yeah. Wow. I don't, let's wrap, I, let's, let's I don't know where I, I don't know where I can go from there. Does but, it hold up? And uh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah it, the, it yeah. does. I like this movie um, more every time I see it. I still don't find it scary yeah. at all. Let's yeah. see what I, happens. Yeah, even like I've never found it scary, but the thing is, like I've seen horror movies that I still find scary that I've seen more than once. But um, I love this movie just the way it's filmed, the sound, it's just everything about it is like uh, it's top notch. It's such a, I, I, just, I don't think Kubrick is made to do a horror movie. He's too, um, I don't know. There's something about his aesthetic which is cold and kind of removed that doesn't yeah. really get into any character. I don't yeah, know. It's very I, sterile. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's he's te- technically brilliant and it's beautiful but it does hold up um but as a it's been ranked like the second scariest film on so many after the exorcist on so many like uh horror movie lists i wouldn't even rank it in the top 100 for me but but as a as a movie it's a great film i actually don't think the exorcist is that scary it's anyways that's debatable um but for my pairing i uh one that i was going to go with that we talked about earlier is three women because of Shelley yeah. Duvall's uh, uh, cause I'm, I'm a, it's funny. Like I have a few actors and actors that I didn't like growing up. Shelley Duvall, mm. uh, like Warren Oates, Karen Black. I just didn't like the way they looked. Sure. And, but now I really appreciate their work and, uh, and Shelley Duvall is great in this and she's amazing in three women. But the one I'm going to go with is I, I've probably talked about this too much on the podcast is one of my favorite haunted house movies of all time is The Haunting from 1963. Fair enough. Oh, cool. Um, it's like the best haunted house movie. It's like a great house. Well, it's, it's second to house. <laughs> oh. you no, know, you know, I was thinking of house. Well, I was thinking of but house. But second to that is house two, the second story. <laughs> ah, true, true. But I love, okay, I, yeah. I, I love, I love the haunting about it's it. Everything a about great it. film. Great yeah, film, great it's film. such a great scary. And film. I still and that, haven't seen it. Robert that, Wise, right? That, yeah, that yeah. movie still scares me, and uh, I've seen it like five. Didn't six you recommend times. it on, on the Changeling? No, though I did the others for the Changeling. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's where I stand in all of this. Nice. And that brings us to our conclusion. Yes, we've always been doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, or, or so uh, Greg thinks. This one's been so. We long. went a bit long. This is, we did. This is long. all right. It's it could, be, it could be a two-parter. Well, um, yeah. So let's wrap this shit up. Mm-hmm. Duncan Shields, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, happy that's to awesome. be here. It's if people would like to find you, how would they do so? Just go uh, buy Duncan Shields. Go on, buy your uh, house. Go yeah. uh, knock on the door. <laughs> look, window. look for buy Duncan Shields. S H I E L D S on all the social media. On all the whatever. socials and all of that. Yeah. And, and go to uh, Friendster. Tr- uh, Tronologicallyspeaking.com if you're if you're interested in listening to 45 hours of me talking about <laughs> Tron Tron 1982, which I legitimately think is a masterpiece that's totally unexplored, and I wish they would they would get into it and do it more. You know, Tron Three is coming up, right? Yeah, I know, and I know. What do you think of Tron? Too. I thought, well, they call it a Tronity. It's really the they won't call the it Tronity. It's called. Yeah. I think it's being called Aries. If we could, uh, if I mean, if we, <laughs> I can talk for two hours about Tron. If right. you want to talk about Tron, let's right. do it starting now. Uh, well, yeah. So Tron. I thought the second movie was really, really good. I thought it was a solid two out of three. Uh, I thought that the sound and the visuals were incredible. Which is? Are we actually doing this? Were, which are shocking. <laughs> well, I saw, I, oh, okay, so I, Darren, I, I sorry, saw some of you liked it or not? Were you were you sarcastically giving me the green light? I'll do it, but Greg, but Greg is going to strangle us if we do okay, that. Okay, no, I'm just saying. But uh, but the script was no great shakes. Yeah. But what I what I uh, what I realized after after doing such a deep dive on 1982's movie was um, was it's the same with 1982's movie. The script is kind of iffy. It's a little weak. Yeah. Uh, it's biblical the, though, isn't it? It is. There's well, a lot, there's a lot of Jesus in there. Is there? 
Sure. Oh, the user this is, this is and all Jesus, that shit. Jesus driving one of those you know what? You know, I saw. I, I had a yeah. guest. I had cool. a guest on the podcast who swore up and down that it was communism versus um, uh, uh, <laughs> capitalism. Because why does Jeff Bridges go in there to get paid? Because they stole his video game idea. So he wants to get his money. You're dragging me to Tron land. <laughs> I'm dragging you to Tron <laughs> In land. much the same way that Jeff Bridges was dragged into Tron. But what color is the CPU and all the bad guys? They're red. Red, all right. Right, you know? And the, the CPU is like, everybody's equal. Nobody is special. There is literally a David and Goliath moment in the first Tron. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so Darren, yeah. yes. <laughs> don't mention don't mention Tron. Don't mention Tron I'm sorry, I, he never shuts up about Tron. He's like I, the Manchurian candidate. Just he just, say, his brain switches off. Another great movie. Just but just to say, You're I the did, Manchurian I, I did candidate. say I'm fine leaving it there. But I, and I thought you were serious when you said go ahead and let's talk about it <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> Darren, yes. This is your fucking show. If you want to to edit this out, uh, you can find me chronologically speaking.com. (laughs) Is that what it's called? Yeah, or by Duncan's. Duncan's I've listened to it. It's good. I'm sure it is. And we also do uh, an episode by episode breakdown of uh, the cartoon, the the Disney cartoon that came out, Tron Uprising, which was fantastic. Oh, I didn't know that existed. There you go. And I, I have a... What were you doing? What's going on? Well, I have life? a new podcast called uh, The Triumph of the Will Minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really popular in the southern states. Wow. So you, go, you, you do like it's all like one minute of Triumph of the Will? Um, oh, it's just one minute, but that's all you need, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said that. That's it's horrible. Called, it's called uh, General Lee Speaking. Oh, oh, that's so good. No, Okay. Okay, I've had a few drinks. Like yeah. The, yeah. I've, I've really, had a, I've I've had a few belts. Of, you, of, you spontaneously went there. I'm very surprised. We brought rye because it's what and, Jack Nicholson and, is. So he's uh, drinking bourbon, drink, actually. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, my name is Dylan Reimer. You can go to dylanreimer.com. I'm a comedian. I do shows around town. Uh, this is the only podcast I have, so keep listening to this. Yeah. And that's really all I can say about it. Um, there we go. Darren. Yes. You, you have a website. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got the store website. It's to be honest, I'm probably going to be shutting it down soon. Okay, th- th- there's yeah. a fucking expert salesman at work right there. <laughs> I got, I've got nothing to to say anymore about it. It's like I've been saying you know the same what? thing over and over. Again. I know what it's to like, say about it. Fucking Black Dog is uh, awesome, and uh, go to www.blackdogvideo.ca to buy swag, to buy movies. We don't really have much left there. Oh, dude, you're, I'm, tr- I'm fucking trying to. I'm, I'm your wingman here. I'm trying to help. I know. I just don't want people to be disappointed. Or um, here's the thing: Tuesday nights we like to go to the Charlatan on Commercial Drive and eat chicken wings. And, and if you see four middle-aged fucking guys eating chicken wings, come <laughs> and, over and, and say and, hello. And, and argue about movies, frothing at the mouth. Greg is losing his table. fucking mind. By the way, Greg <laughs> is the guy who makes us sound so cool and so yeah, sexy. Thank yeah, you, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Uh, yeah. I, we're sorry to keep you sitting there. Yeah. Please cut out my parts about Tron. If uh, just to uh... <laughs> no, the Tron stuff stays. It's all good stuff. Okay, we have to stop. Yes, we are all getting sucked into the photograph. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, and Jefferson's is a really great place to get your hair cut on it is. Commercial Drive. Yeah, nothing more to say. Nope. <laughs> next next episode is our Christmas episode. Mm, yeah, it's going to be a special will, one where we'll be doing Home the Alone. Star Wars oh. holiday special. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's the plan anyways. We'll see really? what happens. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about oh it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He's never seen Home Alone. Can you believe that? Home Alone? You, I've but... never seen Home Alone or the Star Wars holiday. Actually, special. Home Alone would be a good pairing for The Shining, now that I think about it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm changing, my, I'm changing my pairing to Home Alone. All right. I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. Um, everybody out there, be good to everybody out there, and uh, good night. Good night. Thank you. Meet Jack Torrance. 
I'm outlining a new writing project. He's a writer looking for inspiration. Lots of ideas. No good ones. Meet Danny. He's a kid looking for a dad. There's hardly anybody to play with around here. What's up, Doc? Jack just can't finish his book. I don't want to sound melodramatic, but there's no way to make it economically feasible. Here's to five miserable months. But now, sometimes what we need the most is just around the corner. I'm your new foster father. I'd do anything. Climbing up on Salisbury Hill. I love it. I could see the city light. Shining.